everyone welcome to another episode of ron and nick's rundown i'm ron this is nick well excuse me nick's with me uh nick how are you feeling this uh lovely well guys we are recording this on a sunday afternoon nick how are you doing fine doing just fine okay all right <laughs> we're right along we're gonna keep that short uh but of course we got our, our guest our, our usual guest for this for these nba talks chris inspires you chris wallace chris how are you doing sir and uh, Antonio, Faza, excuse me, Antonio, how are you doing, sir? Pretty good. Pretty good. Absolutely, absolutely. So, guys, we've de- we definitely have been watching, uh, of course, some NBA basketball, and couldn't have, I guess, couldn't have come at a better time, of course, uh, during the summer with so many sporting events going on right now. It is definitely a lot, but the NBA, I think, has done a successful job uh, in the bubble. There has been any positive test going on in this bubble for the last few weeks. And I think, personally, I think the NBA has done about as good of a job as you can ask for in these times right now. Um, especially, you know, for me, I think the gameplay has been good. I think the broadcasts have been good. I think they've been doing a great job with the Black Lives Matter presentation of it. Um, I just want to hear y'all thoughts. Nick, I'll start with you. What do you think of uh, what's going on in the NBA bubble right now? What are your thoughts? Do you, how, how well has it been for you watching NBA basketball in this bubble? Fantastic. About time. Basketball came back. Uh, I was fiending for it, and mm-hmm. it did, and they delivered. Mm-hmm. I thought it was uh, it's been excellent so far. I haven't had one complaint. Mm-hmm. Only complaint uh, I had was uh, uh, lemon pepper Lou. He risked one hundred fifty thousand dollars for some lemon peppers. Yes. <laughs> side dish. <laughs> oh, the side dish. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah. right, the side dish. Yeah. Absolutely, every wings wings definitely come good with side dishes. Yes. Um, <laughs> um Chris, I'll uh, uh, let you answer next. What are your thoughts so far of the NBA bubble? Well, first of all, I happen to like lemon pepper wings. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's my favorite, man. You know, so lemon pepper Lou, whatever. You know, <laughs> lemon pepper wings are the joint, man. <laughs> but um, I think the NBA has done. A magnificent job of getting basketball back out there um you know guys are staying safe and you know you you wish the other leagues would pay attention to what the nba is doing and, and maybe take some notes from adam silver they may not be able to do it exactly the same way that the nba has done it you know but it's just like the chick-fil-a model you know um you know my pleasure and, and everyone loves going to chick-fil-a why you know because they make you feel good and they do it right 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 so take a page from adam silver yeah, and that's a message to Roger Goodell. Mm-hmm. Roger Goodell. Mm. <laughs> All right, Antonio, your thoughts on the NBA bubble? Yeah, I agree with, with both Chris and Nick. It's uh, It's been awesome to have basketball back, man. I've seen, I probably watched most games, just kind of threw it up on the side screen while I'm working, and literally, <laughs> I was missing <laughs> it so much. I just, just plugged in and really just watched everything I could get in. The last couple of days were trash, obviously, but. Yeah. Everyone pretty much knew their seating, but yeah, it was, it was good to see. Um, it pretty much went as expected. I mean, some teams were coasting, some teams had to, you know, reacquire that chemistry and just kind of get back their rhythm. 
Speaking of which, yeah, because we now have the NBA playoffs is getting ready to start. And the NBA playoffs is gonna be there's gonna be afternoon basketball games during the week, Monday through Friday. All right, Nick, I'm gonna start with you. Are you gonna be able to focus on what you have to do during the week while those basketball games are on? So those oh, are big games. Oh, all the TV's gonna be on in my live on the games. Okay. <laughs> That's already know. My staff already knows. The TV's on in the lobby. Mm. All games. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For the guests as well, so I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. I will be watching mm-hmm. every game while working. Right. <laughs> so Chris, same, qu- Chris, same question with you. What work? <laughs> Man, please. Yeah, I mean, NBA basketball at one and two and three and four and six and out. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like the NCAA tournament almost, where you know, you, you know, March Madness. And everyone's in the office, and somewhere in the office, there's a TV on with somebody watching the NCAA tournament. And this is going to be much like that, in my in my opinion, to have basketball on at that time of day. So, of course, I'm going to be tuned in to just about every game that I can watch. Yep. Absolutely. And so, yeah, same question for you, Antonio. Go ahead. And, uh, yeah, the crazy thing is, if the games come on at 1 or 2 o'clock for y'all, y'all are able to at least get some productivity in in the morning. <laughs> for me... I'm West Coast, so the games are on at 10.30, 11 o'clock. I'm literally struggling to make my day productive. I'm going to have to pick and choose what games I watch um, actively and which ones I just kind of throw on and just have on in the background. Yeah, that's a challenge, man. That's actually a a really big challenge to watch the sports that early in the morning. They're on at 10 o'clock, 10.30. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely locked in regardless. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, it, it's going to be a interesting struggle for everybody to focus. I mean, because like I said, I mean, obviously LeBron's going to be playing nightly. No, the NBA ain't that crazy to put him in the afternoon. But <laughs> but these are these are big games here. Obviously, it's the first round of the playoffs. But let me get go ahead and get started now. Uh, reading some bubble bubble awards. Yes, there were bubble awards that were handed down. Obviously, the MVP. With, uh, with no doubt about it, was definitely Damian Lillard, okay? Averaging over 37 points, almost 10 assists, and led the Portland Trailblazers to a 6-2 and record. And, of course, the 8th seed, obviously defeating, we'll get this in a second, beating the Grizzlies <laughs> in the playing game, and now they will be playing the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll get to that. <laughs> we will get to that. We'll, we will have plenty of time for that, Okay. Uh, the, the excuse me, coach of the year, and Antonio, I want to uh, actually talk to you about this because the Phoenix Suns, coach of the year, coach of the bubble, was Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns. They won every game in this seeding game, and yet they unfortunately could not play in the playing game. They unfortunately did not make the playoffs. And I mean, and I was just very impressed with what the Suns have done and how well Devin Booker played and led this team. Um, just uh, pretty much explain to us about this Phoenix team because I know you've definitely seen the writing on the wall how good they could be, and they did pretty well in this seeding this seeding games. Yeah, so I mean, if you look at the roster construction, I know a lot of people hate on Rubio, mm-hmm. but as a veteran, <laughs> that guy's smart. Um, right. JJ Redick and and Dame were actually talking about how underrated Rubio is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So him, along with Booker, just the, the playmaking ability of those guys. And there's other vets like Baines and, and Oubre and, and stuff like that. So from a roster construction perspective, they have some some, some pretty decent pieces to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the biggest thing is the front office is a mess. It's really atrocious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's moving in a positive direction with, obviously, James Jones. And they got Monty Williams as the coach now. Um, the team is really bought in. Um, the, t- the team is really bought in on Monty. You look at, at, at Booker, and I mean, he still may leave ultimately, but mm-hmm. this pleasure isn't as apparent as it once was. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know it had, it, it's not squarely on Monty Williams, but if you look at Aiden, what well, Aiden finally got in from his, you know, his 25 game suspension, yeah. um, Phoenix found somewhat of a rhythm. I mean, yeah, they started out hot, but when Aiden went down, he really lost the step. And yeah. then on top of that, Aiden was in and out of the lineup. Oubre got hurt late. Um, so, I mean, they, they potentially could have made the playoffs, but I think it all comes down to the team really, really starting to click. They're starting to build a level of chemistry, and they're just buying in, man. They're buying into the new, um, I guess, the new the new front office and the new coaching staff. So, I mean, it's – it's somewhat positive. Um, I mean, obviously, all of this would be real if 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 uh, Book decides to leave because Aiden. I don't think Aiden's a. He's like a, I don't think he's a foundational piece or like he's a he's a talent that you should build around per se. I think he's a good second option. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if Book stays, I absolutely think they they can make some noise. I mean, they're not going to win any time in the near future here, but they got some young studs. I mean, they really do. They have. Um, you know, just a lot of young talent. So I see things moving forward mm-hmm. in, in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. Chris, you want to chime in on it real quick about the Suns? Yeah, 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 man. I've been uh, you know going back and forth with Antonio and, and and a couple of you guys about this or whatever. I I like Devin Booker, right? You mm-hmm. know, and and, I, and you just said something that was interesting. You said they're not going to be winning any time in the near future. Well, bruh, if they don't win any time in the near future, then that you think that means something for Book's future? You know, because I don't, I don't know that Devin Booker can be a guy that drops 25, 30 a game and, and is, you know, the caliber of player that he is and stay around the incompetence uh, of a front office like that. Now, I will say this. I really, really, really like Monty Williams. Like, I think he's a very, very solid coach. Um, you know, a lot of, from, from my understanding, from what I read, a lot of, he's a player's coach. Guys like him. You know, and, and they can play for him and that sort of thing. So I think that he's going to help change the culture there. Uh, but I'm, I'm not as uh, sold on DeAndre Ayton. And that's something that I talked to you guys earlier. And what I would do uh, if I were the Phoenix Suns for an office, and I don't, I'm not confident that they would do this, but I would literally, uh, right now at the end of the season, you know, once the 76ers get eliminated in the first round, <laughs> I would pick up the phone and I would call and I would say, we give you Aiden for Joel Embiid right now, or we give you Aiden for Ben Simmons right now. Because if you think about what the Phoenix Suns need, if they can move Booker off the ball more and they have a big playmaking guard like Ben Simmons and they surround him with shooters, Man, watch out. The Phoenix Suns would be a problem. And in addition to that, the problem with Rubio isn't that he's not smart. He is smart, but he's not capable defensively. So Phoenix essentially has a backcourt that doesn't defend. Mm. You know, and it's the same issue that the Blazers have. The Blazers have a, a, a great backcourt, but neither one of them can defend. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's always going to be an issue, um, you know, for Phoenix unless they address that issue. I mean, so, you know, maybe package – 
uh, Rubio and, and DeAndre Ayton and go and get Ben Simmons or go and get Joe go and get Joel Embiid and see what you know what Philadelphia says. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm the 76ers, I wouldn't do it. You know, but who's to say that? You know, they may not say, you know, but it's time to break up Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Uh, let's just go ahead and do it. DeAndre Ayton's is a promising, you know, prospect, you know, so on and so forth. So perhaps they, you know, decide to do it, you know, based on that. I mean, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, but I, I, I like I like the Phoenix Suns' future if they get the right pieces around Booker. You know, and I don't, I'm not sold that Ayton is that piece. Mm. Dick, you want to chime in on this uh, Suns conversation? What do you think? I'm with Draymond, man. Let Booker go, man. Booker need to go. <laughs> Let him go. <laughs> hey, Ron, are you going to find Nick $50,000? Unfortunately, <laughs> no. I unfortunately can't do that. <laughs> if Booker doesn't go east, I really don't see, a, <laughs> I don't see anything improving for him, for real. Mm. Like, I don't think there's a, there's a spot for him on the West roster. Mm. Um, he got to go east. But, yeah, I mean, if he goes east, yeah, he can, he can dominate. But if he stays in the West, I think he's going to, it's going to be a similar situation. <laughs> Seventh AC, that's why I see the Suns right now. If uh, if if it was to start next year, mm. and you know, they, I mean, they they did a great job in the bubble. I wasn't expecting to go eight no. Mm. I was not expecting that. I wasn't expecting to get eight uh, <laughs> five wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Monty Williams is a good coach. But uh, I mean, they, I think he stick around for a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, man, you get tired of missing the playoffs, especially play his caliber. So yeah, he when he when he do leave, he be going east. Yeah, yeah I mean, couldn't I, I mean, of course, Nick, you could see him in a New York Knicks uniform. Yeah, you know, all, all Brooklyn Nets. You know, he's on. Yeah, you know, no, that, that, I don't know that the Nets. I mean, not with their power structure there. I can't uh, see Booker in a Nets uniform. I mean, hell, do they have the money? You know, I mean, and they so they gotta, they gotta, they gotta figure out what to do with, with the guys that they have on the roster. It ain't gonna be hard to do. <laughs> but you got ball dominant players over there, man. Book is another guy who needs the ball. You know what I'm saying? So you can't have three guys that need the basketball. And then let's just say they keep Karis Levert. Karis Levert is another cat who needs Karis the ball. Levert so. be, Karis Levert will be the odd man out if they get Booker, of course. Right, but, but, but you know, the issue is you got Kyrie who's ultra ball dominant, you know what I'm saying, and KD, you know saying, who needs the ball as well, and they're both very sensitive uh, to a lot of different things, and I think that, you know, sharing the, the, the rock, so to speak, with Book, I don't know that that helps the Nets. We'll figure something out. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just saying, man, I'm just saying. <sighs> Let's, there's a oh. place for Booker. There's always a place for a superstar in the NBA. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, I, I could actually see Booker someplace like Miami. Like, I mean, while we sitting here talking all this other stuff or whatever, he could go to a place like because the Heat, they they about to clear the books. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, the Heat are secretly clearing cap space to make a run at Giannis. We we know that they're gonna make a run at Giannis, but if they don't get Giannis or whatever, there's a, there's a the potential that they could put a package together for Phoenix and, and get Booker in Miami. I mean, who knows, man? I, I know that Phoenix, if they do trade Booker, they're not going to trade him to a Western Conference team. Mm. No, I don't see that either. Um, not at all. I was going to tell you guys this. The last time, I was going to make this a little trivia question, but I think you guys will know this answer anyway. So I'm just saying. The last time the Phoenix Suns made the NBA playoffs, the 2009-10 season. Who was on that roster? And I have the roster up. Steve Nash, yes, that's Steve Nash, Amari, St- Amari Stoudemire, Grant Hill. 
Yeah. Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic was yeah. on that roster. Yep. Leonardo, Leandro Barbosa. I think I said. <laughs> Je- yeah, Je- Barbosa was nice on Phoenix. So. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. that, was, that was when they got beat in the Western Conference Finals by the Lakers and Kobe Pat Alvin Gentry on the ass. I mean, that shot over Brandon. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's the year Dan Rose dunked on Gordon Dragic and sent him to Miami. Or sent him to East. <laughs> 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 sent him eastbound. Sent him eastbound to Miami. Oh, just one of them. I remember seeing that. mentioned some of the other people that were mentioned the all bubble team um obviously besides uh damian lillard who i mentioned uh devin booker averaged 30 and a half points and six assists in the seeding games tj warren of course averaged 31 points and 6.3 rebounds in the seeding game and luka Doncic. you would think luka Doncic would be the mvp with these stats in the seeding game he averaged 30 points 10.1 rebounds and 9.7 assists per game in the seeding games now let me. <laughs> in, in the stats, man. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, they didn't do much. They got there, but it was a, it was like it was a, those were some. I mean, you would you would think those would be the number. Hey, well, well, let me mention this one. And James Harden, obviously, um, thirty four point one points per game, eight point three rebounds and eight point nine assists, and that's the first team. Now let me mention the second team: Giannis Antetokounmpo, twenty seven point. Eight points per game and 12.2 rebounds per game. Last time you saw Giannis Antetokounmpo on the court, he headbutted Mo Wagner. <laughs> that cost him a, a one-game suspension. Kawhi Leonard, 21, excuse me, 20.8 points per game. Karis LeVert, who did a heck of a job against the Blazers on Thursday night, averaged 25 points per game, 6.7 assists. And, of course, the one guy that we, we will be talking about later, Michael Porter Jr., 22 points, 8.6 rebounds per game. He balled. And Chris Stapps, 30 and a half points and nine and a half rebounds per game. All right. So there you go. Those are the bubble teams there. Um, now, let's talk about, obviously, the big one. Uh, the, obviously, the playing game that happened yesterday, of course, was definitely the Blazers over the Grizzlies, 126 to 122. Damian Lillard, obviously, with 31 points. But I keep thinking about a few play- two players in this uh, game, actually a few from the Blazers. Obviously, C.J. McCollum had 14, hit 14 of his 29 points in the fourth quarter, including a big three-pointer and a jumper over John Morant. Yes, he hit those you two. You can't effing guard me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it came down to. He caught fire. With a, <laughs> with a fractured back. Let's, let's be honest. With a fractured lower back. I can't imagine playing or doing anything. With a back, I had a lower back strain last year. That was just one of the most painful things ever. I don't know how he's even doing that right now with a fractured back. And obviously, you uh, said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and and obviously, Nurkic, use of Nurkic, twenty-two points and twenty-one rebounds. And that was obviously, unfortunately, was grandmother passing in Bosnia. But he definitely, he absolutely balled. And obviously, I, I don't want to, I don't want to forget one person. I know someone's about to get hyped up when I say this. Carmelo, I come out. Yeah, go ahead. Carmelo. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. Mello! Carmelo. Yes. You drinking Mello Yellow, Nick? Listen, listen. Y'all gonna quit talking. You know, you're disrespecting that Hall of Famer, man. Top 15 scoring. That's Sammy. Y'all gonna quit disrespecting this man. I like Mello, but and, and he, the last couple 
That's all right. That's all right. We're going to get to the series. I'm going to have a lot to say. I'm going to say it now. <laughs> and 35 points, obviously, in a great losing in a good in a good losing effort. I hate to say it that way. But, you know, obviously with the Grizzlies, no one expected the Grizzlies to be in this kind of a position this year. But 35 points for John Morant. I thought he played well. Um, I think the Grizzlies have a, uh, a great future. Um, obviously, we'll talk about the Blazers in a second. Um, well, actually, what are your what are your guys' thoughts on the game, Nick? What, you, what were your thoughts on the Blazers and Grizzlies? Uh, you know that the Blazers came to play and the Grizzlies came to play too. You know, but uh, the Blazers prevailed. You know, Dame Lillard was not letting them boys go home. Oh no, CJ wasn't letting them go home. Mm-mm. Mello made Mello made sure they didn't go home with the clutch. Mm. <laughs> Say what you want. And Nurkic wasn't trying to go home. Mm. So, you know, you know, Memphis, they had a, a valiant effort, but uh, they get to go home and try again next year when they when they get healthy again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was an excellent game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just about every damn Blazers game, but excellent in the bubble. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Nerve-wrecking. They've won four straight wire-to-wire games. Like, pretty much these games going down to the wire. They were able to pull it off. Go ahead, Nick. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Just about it. You know, Dane Dollar, let him holler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He killing them softly, mm. you know. It's just a beautiful thing to watch them play. Mm. And Gary Trent Jr. He don't get enough respect either. He didn't have a he didn't have a, a solid game the last two, but you know, in the beginning of the bubble, the first six, yeah, he showed up big. Mm. You know, that was a third all bubble team. Gary Trent Jr. should have been on there. He was locking up people and hitting big shots. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Anthony Simmons ain't even heard about no more. No. Oh man, let's all right. Uh, Antonio, you got any more? You and or Chris got any more thoughts of this game before I move forward? speaking, it's been grit and grind, a real slow-paced game. So I really like Jock being in uh, Memphis because they're explosive and dynamic and, you know, more fun to watch now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sucks that, that Jaron Jackson went out because yeah. he's, he's a young star too, man. Jaron yeah. Jackson is a yeah, I really do like his game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, they were just outmatched, man. They just really willed themselves into that Portland Trailblazers game because they had no business um, like, I thought it was going to be a blowout, to be honest. But mm-hmm. uh, Jonas and, and Ja, they strapped up their shoes that day, and they were just ready to go to war. Yep. Um, overall, you just saw the rookie the rookie and Ja come out. He had a lot of bad turnovers down the stretch. Uh, played a little bit out of control. Just with experience, the game will slow down a bit for him, and he'll hopefully he'll be less like Russ and more like some of the other PGs who, who, who kind of show a little more restraint and discipline. Um, the explosion and, and all of that, it, it has a time and a place, but you can't play with reckless abandon, especially late in the fourth with the game on the line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so so that's that's kind of what I have to say about the Grizzlies. And, man, as far as the Blazers, man, yeah, they, they really were rocking. Um, as you said, Nick, man, I, I don't think I saw a bad Blazers game all bubble. Um, I mean, yeah, they lost a couple, but mm-hmm. they were all entertaining. Win, lose, or drop, like, you know, win or lose, they were all good. Um I'm looking at the box score now. I didn't realize that Melo had 21. It was a, it was a quiet 21. Quiet. <laughs> at the end, he did a couple shots, but it was it was a quiet 21, man. Um, if I had to look, if I had to get 
person with the game ball, I would say it was definitely Nurkic or, or McCollum, kind of depending on how you want to look at it. Um, Nurkic really got him going early. Um, and CJ put the nail in the coffin, man. CJ literally had the end. He was like, yeah, I'm not going home. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was three or four plays in a row where he just gave Ja to work. And I was like, Ja, you my God. But CJ just busted you like three times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, I mean, nonetheless, it was, it was entertaining. Um, I was, you know, pulling for the Lakers. I'm, I was obviously hoping that the Grizzlies would win and give us one more game because uh, I, I want the Blazers to be as tired as possible. <laughs> so, but it, it'll be a it'll be a good series nonetheless. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, uh, your thoughts on yeah. the playing game? Yeah, man. The the thing is, uh, like when I when I saw CJ isoing, uh, it took me back to last year. We've seen this before. Like it's not like CJ is some scrub. You saying there's a reason they gave him the ball at the top of the key and was like go go to work. You know saying get a bucket. And I'm always even though CJ can go get buckets, I'm always amazed that he actually goes and gets buckets. I'm like, how does this cat, you know, get? You know, I mean, for real, how did he free up that space? You know saying his it's his handle and his shooting. You know saying that got him that space. And so um, yeah, he you know CJ Nerd Dane Mellow, all them cats. You know, it was just like I'm not going home, man. And it makes for a very interesting first-round series against the Lakers. And I know there are a lot of people who are like, ah, yeah, the Lakers you know, should win this series. And you're right. The Lakers should win this series. But Dane Lillard is one of them cats, man, who, you know, he, he thrives on hearing stuff like that. And and this is what I, as a Laker fan, of course I wanted to see the Grizzlies or the Suns or the Spurs, you know, in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, that was an easy sweep. You know, but um, these Blazers, man, they, they scare me, you know, and, and they scare me not just because of Dane, you know, but because of somebody like Melo who gets to go against, you know, <laughs> he, he's facing up against Brian. That's his boy, mm. you know, and like the, the one thing that you want to do more than anything is that if I was playing any of y'all on the court, man, I'm trying to kill you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to beat the life out of you. And so that when we come back to the table at the end of the, uh, you know, in the off season, I'm talking shit to you about how I beat the hell out of you. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I think Melo has something left in the tank um, uh, for, for this particular series. Uh, as for the Grizzlies, man, you're right, and John made some, some critical mistakes in the end. I also think the refs swallowed the whistles, you know, because I do think Ja got fouled on a couple of those drives to the uh, to the rim. I was like, damn, they called a foul on that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it just goes to show that, you know, rookies don't get the whistle, <laughs> you know, and so. Go ahead, They call a fool, a bullshit call a mellow. Against Anthony Tolliver and John Ray. You call them calls on the Hall of Famer. You understand me? Oh, it's future Hall of Famer. When was that? Listen. When was <laughs> Go Anthony Tolliver gets no calls? <laughs> I don't care. No, no. Okay. I don't care if Anthony Tolliver get pushed into the third row. He gets no calls. <laughs> Okay, so as I was saying, yes. <laughs> I think the Grizzlies have a bright future. You know said, but and I, I like Jaron Jackson. You know, I think Jaron Jackson needs to uh, to rebound the ball better. Um, you know, do a little bit more on the interior when he gets back. But I think the Grizzlies need some some veterans who can actually, you know, defend on the wing and produce. Um, I like Dylan Brooks. I think Dylan Brooks has some potential as well. But they just have, they're a few pieces away, man. The Grizzlies are a few, and they're going to be a problem. John Morant put on a little bit of weight, learn the game a little bit more, um, and, and the Grizzlies will be right in the mix next year. Mm. Before I actually go to this next uh, uh, question, this is now the Grizzlies' third straight season missing the postseason. 
Last time he uh, made the postseason was 2016-2017. That was uh, David Fisdale was the head coach. And then the following season, he uh, started 7-12, and then he was fired. Um, <laughs> so just a little, not, not laughing at the fact that he got fired. But I just want to make sure that he got. That's because he went up against Mark Gasol. Yeah. And I didn't understand why he got fired for that. <laughs> that man got rules you need to follow. Oh. Right. Right. Me? By the grace of God, you got sent to Toronto instead of Charlotte because Charlotte didn't pull the damn deal. Right. You supposed to be Charlotte, and then you got a ring for it, yeah, got Marcus Hall got lucky. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm still salty about how Marcus Hall won Defensive Player of the Year, but he was second team all defense. Facts. Yeah. Oh. Let me ask y'all a quick one before we get to this series. Should we have real quickly, Nick? Should we have playing games in both conferences going forward? Yep. But they should be within a two game like. If you're not within two games, if you're not two games behind, then you shouldn't be in the bubble. It should be a playing game. Okay. Yeah. Chris, your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, I like that. I think that I think it, you know, it, it increases something. You mm-hmm. know, like I mean, teams, teams who who are out of it, you know, aren't necessarily out of it. Like they're they're all playing for something. So yeah, no, I like the idea. Mm-hmm. Antonio, your thoughts? Um, I'm in agreement here. I think it's uh, it's good. It's just I don't know, man. They gotta figure out something with the East because there was no playing game in the East, but the bottom in the East is so bad. I wouldn't yeah. want to watch it. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, you know what I would do? I would put him in a neutral court. I would be a neutral court, and you know I would put him in Vegas. That's what I would do. Have those games in Vegas if they have to play one or two games. Just do it in Vegas. Don't put it on their home courts. They don't deserve to be in Vegas. Yeah. So it's just gonna be one of those things. So that's just me. If you want, because sports, is, you know, sports is big now up in in Vegas. You got the Raiders. You got the you got the Golden Knights. Why not have a little bit of NBA for you know, it pretty much there in Vegas. But that's just my opinion. All right, let's now move forward. Let's now get to these playoff series. Let me run down the playoff series for everybody. In the West Coast, the West Coast, in the Western Conference. We'll have the one seed, the Lakers. They'll take on the eight seed, the Blazers. And they will face the winners of this matchup that I think will be very interesting. The four seed, the Houston Rockets, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. The three, and then the bottom half of the Western Conference, you'll have the Nuggets take on the Jazz. And then win in a three six matchup. And then the two seven matchup will be the Clippers and the Maps. Now, the East Coast, oh boy. <laughs> so he's, I'm not going to lie, a couple of these series make me cringe. Uh, the Bucks and the Maps. <laughs> The Bucks and the Magic, one eight seed, one eight matchup. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> then the the four five matchup will be the Pacers and the Heat, which I think will be very good. Uh, three six matchup will ha- will feature uh, a matchup a matchup I wish a certain player was healthy. The Celtics and the Sixers. Um, it probably won't even ma- to me, but well, I'll, I'll save that for later. And then the two seven matchup. Um, even though I think uh this seven seed plays well, the Raptors and the Nets. I think the Nets will actually pl- play. Pretty, be- pretty, uh, a lot better. I don't think that would be a sweep at all, to be honest with you. <laughs> but let's start now with the, mo- the most anticipated series of them all, the Lakers and the Blazers. And before, <laughs> and I know you guys are fired up for this, so let me read a few stats, though, for, a, for the Laker fans real quick, something I've been reading. Anthony Davis and LeBron James combined for 63 of 87, that's 72.4% in the restricted area. Outside of the restricted area, they were just 37 for 142. Now, let's talk about the one issue that I know that 
um, Antonio and Chris definitely want to talk about. The three-point shooting. That's right. Contavious, excuse me, they got Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Alex Caruso, Quinn Cook, Danny Green, J.R. Smith, and Deion Waiters combined to shoot just 28 for 119 from three-point range. <laughs> Ooh, that's 23.5%. Okay. Now, the Blazers are not a very good defensive team, They were, to be honest with you. We've seen it in the bubble, and they were 27th in regular season this year. They do pretty do a pretty decent job, I guess, for what I'm reading. They do, do a pretty decent job in the post, but let's just go ahead and get to it. Chris, I'm going to let you start because I know you're fired up about this. Were you concerned? Yeah, <laughs> were you concerned? <laughs> I know you want to talk about this series, and were you concerned about the Lakers' offense throughout this bubble? I am definitely concerned. I was concerned about the Lakers' offense uh, throughout a lot of the regular season. Now they did start to come on uh, before the uh, you know closing of the season, before uh, the pandemic halted the season. Uh, but I, as I've been harping on all year, man, the Lakers are are too stagnant offensively. They don't run any any sets where there's a lot of movement. You know, and it's just you know LeBron at the top of the key. You know, they they try pick and roll every now and then. Uh, LeBron drops to the basket, tries to kick it out to open shooters. Like I mean, there's just not enough movement offensively. And then AD's game, AD is not a traditional post player. Like he, AD loves to get the ball and face you. You know what I'm saying? He loves to play face up basketball. He does not. He does not play with his back to the basket. You know, and and uh, and that's a problem. Doesn't create enough space. You know, for me or whatever. Now, while I don't think there's a player in the league who can stop Anthony Davis per se, it just it's it's a disruption to their offense. So if the Lakers aren't hitting threes, they're in trouble. And I think the last couple of games, I, I saw some odd stats or whatever. I saw LeBron taking a ton of threes, and I, and I thought to myself, I was like, he's either tired, uh, he doesn't have you know the legs to get to the rim anymore, or he just doesn't want to get hurt. You know, so it was, it, it's one of those three. So I think the playoffs will tell us which one it was. Uh, but it's just it's, it's kind of bizarre when you see LeBron James taking 10, 11, 12 threes a game. Um, and then you see Anthony Davis, you know, with the, the level of inconsistency that he's had in the bubble. I mean, he had, what was it, 34, 14, 42, 17, mm. 27, 18. I mean, it was just so off and so mm. inconsistent. Mm. You know, and I'm like, what are we going to get from Anthony Davis, you know, uh, throughout, you know, the playoffs? And, and to be honest, man, he, he's the most important player, you know, for the Lakers. He's not their best player, but he's the most important player uh, in the playoffs. If they're going to beat the Blazers and, and move on and try to win the title, like Anthony Davis has got to turn into, to, you know, Carl Malone. I mean... You know he, he's gonna have to do something. He's gonna have to he's gonna have to do something to scrap this little soft label because people do believe that he's soft. And I think once you get down to let's just say the Lakers meet the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, you don't think Trez and all them boys gonna bump him and hold him and push him and, and test his metal as a, as a human as a man? Mm. <laughs> you know I, I I do think that there's you know some some hint of softness in him that he's gonna have to play through in this playoffs. Mm. And tell you, you're next up, man. What do you think about this series? Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a great one. Um, there's a lot of question marks. I've seen, you know, I've seen LeBron all 17 of his years. I know how he picks and chooses when he plays hard. When he, there's a lot of um, just strategy and tactics that's going into play. Like they're not going to show their their true hand um, as far as their offense, as far as. Um, what their strategy is going to be. They don't talk too much about what they're going to do, how they're going to do it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, kind of like Chris said, the biggest thing is AD has to show a level of consistency. And the fact that he loves to he loves to be in the high post in the perimeter, he really does have to get down low. I'm not saying he has to bang, but he at least has to be down low and at least be a decoy and let the shooters get open or, or something. You can't just sit high post, call for the ball, or sit perimeter. He's sitting perimeter a lot of the time. We're like, bro, why are you at the three-point line right now? Right. Um so so that's the biggest concern that I have. Um I guess the perimeter defense and a perimeter offense, like just the perimeter in general. Like we we, we struggle uh, on the wing. We don't have any any guards or wings that can lock down. That's the Coos is I mean, you would think that Coos, KCP Caruso, those are the three guys that we're going to rely on to guard the perimeter. That's that's a scary thought, man, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) That is a scary thought to to think that we're going to be relying on Caruso, KCP, and Coops to lock down Dane, CJ, Russ, James. Like, LeBron and AD are going to have to be superhuman in this playoffs. I'm not saying it can't be done because I've seen it. And I've seen LeBron. Um, the year they got last year or two years ago when they got slipped, LeBron, that was like the best playoff performance I've seen from LeBron. Mm-hmm. And they just got slipped on because, I mean, they lost that game and they ended up getting slipped. And he was on a mission that year. So I know it's possible. As far as AD, I don't know it's possible. I haven't seen him in the playoffs. Like, I've only seen him in the playoffs for one year. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't, I don't know what to expect from AD. Uh-huh. I'm just going to have faith in that, that it will be able to dig down and, and, and channel that inner beast. But, yeah, man, I, I think, you know, I think we'll beat the, uh, I think we'll beat the Blazers in five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, beyond that, it's a little cloudy, man. I just, I just need to see, I guess, how we put it all together. <laughs> uh, oh, and Rondo. Um, mm-hmm. Even if Rondo isn't coming back to play, per se, he's in the bubble now. They said he's going to be, um, you know, with the roster once he finishes quarantine. I think that's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, although I'm a LeBron guy, I know and I realize that some people look at LeBron and like, I'm not about to listen to you. You know, you get all the all the credit and none of the blame. Like, it's players that think that. A lot of teammates that think that. Mm-hmm. So, with Rondo being there, honestly, Rondo, I think Rondo's the second leader. Not AD. Like, on paper, yeah, maybe AD, but I think Rondo, those guys look at Rondo like Rondo's the true definition of a leader. We're going to listen to Rondo. Rondo can get those guys fired up. He's excellent when it comes to X's and O's. Um, I think that's going to be huge for him to come back, whether or not he's on the court. Just him being on the bench is going to is going to bode well for those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last part I want to touch on is just the, the amount of clowns slash low IQ players we have on the roster is alarming, man. <laughs> I don't want to name names, but there's like four to five guys who can't catch the ball. They're just real goofy and clumsy. Yeah, they have talent and skill. They, they just shoot shots whenever. They don't even think about passing them up. Like, it's, it's alarming to me. Low IQ. <laughs> man, listen, Brian signed off on this, though, man. And I know exactly what players you're talking about because every time they get in the game, I'm like, Jesus. Rondo is right. You know what I'm saying? Rondo is a coach on the court. 
Um, you know, and, and, and the guys do respect him. Like, that's why Kobe and Rondo got along so well, because his IQ is just uh, through the roof, man. Mm. Um, but, you know, if Rondo, <laughs> Rondo being on the bench is great or whatever, but we, we need guys who can defend on the perimeter, man. And, and mm. I, I don't know, bro. You know, so like, who, who's guarding Dane, first of all? You know, like, that, that that's a problem right there, because it can't be Bron. You say it can't, you can't expect Danny Green to be able to chase him around screens. So I think the best strategy you know, against uh, the Blazers, to be honest, is to do what Memphis did early. It's just yeah. as soon as he crosses half court, yep, run the double team at him. Get it out of his hands. Make CJ, make Nerd, make Melo, make all them other guys make shots, man. And mm-hmm. and I didn't give my, my seven-game prediction, but I'm saying that this series is going to go seven, and I don't know who's going to win. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, I don't. I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a Laker you know, fan through and through, man, but this is – this is tough because the Lakers aren't playing well. And you're right, LeBron might be picking and choosing his spots, but I'm more concerned with AD. Like, I, I really am concerned with AD. I don't know. I, I don't know how much heart that dude has. And, and once Nurk is laying on him all game, like, what, what's that going to do to him physically? Because Nurk is a physical player. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's why AD don't like to play the five. He's not trying to bang. That's a fact, man. That's a fact, you know. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they're, they're going to throw multiple bodies at him, too. Now, again, I'm not saying these guys can guard him, but these guys can, can rough him up. Hassan Whiteside and Nurk, I mean, they're going to put hands on AD. Mm-hmm. Yo, man, Nick, so let's talk to you. What about, uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, Lakers Blazers matchup? Blazers in five or six. Five? Five yeah, or six? Somebody, somebody disconnect Nick's line. No. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll be nice to say six this go round. I really want to say five. So I'm going to say oh, six. My. Oh, my goodness. Ladies, this, is, this, is, this is all about Melo. Oh. No, 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 no. Not just Melo. But like you said, who's guarding Dane? Huh? Uh, two men. <laughs> they, they, you know, first of all, Caruso need to cut his hair and come to terms, and then maybe he can guard somebody instead of worry about how his hair look. You gotta put the headband on. Oh Lord. <laughs> Start there. Two. Mm. I mean, and what you like? I said, who's gonna guard the perimeter? Like I said, I feel like LeBron James is gonna turn it on, like he always does when he gets to the playoffs. But like, let's go to AD. He's only one injury away from being out three games. Oh my god. Oh man. Mm. Yes, man. I mean mm. the hand, the, that ankle, the foot, the eye. You know, <laughs> all it takes is a, you know, Hassan White side, he you know, he's a decent player, but he you know he can be a little clumsy. Mm-mm-mm. All it takes is one swing and one fall from him, your man is out. Mm. Then who's your go to? The white. Mm. <laughs> JaVel? Mm. Danny Green, that's your that's your only hope for three point shooting is Danny Green get hot from KCP. But you know, I don't know too much about KCP getting hot anymore. But Danny Green can get hot in an instant. Once he get hot, it's hard to stop him. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, I really do see the Blazers coming out of this. This is the last thing the Lakers wanted. The Blazers yep. are not really an AC. They're AC by no. default. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're really like a top top three, top four team. And unfortunately, Lakers had to run into him mm-hmm. first. And I just don't see Dame stopping, man. The momentum is just too heavy right now. You know, they got a chance to woosah, and, you know, once that, that ball jump off in the air, you know, it's on. I think the Blazers going to win the first game. Mm. 
say Lakers in in oh I'm gonna say six I am nervous now with this prediction obviously LeBron and AD will have to obviously be the guy each game on every single night but obviously the guard play by far is with the Blazers is far superior um <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's just me no question I, I'm just <laughs> but that's just me I think the Lakers will find a way I think they will find a way to get this offense turned around uh, but man, that that would not be good for the Lakers, regardless. If they can't leave the first, they can't leave out of that bubble in the first round. They just can't. No man, they can't. Be without a job, I'm telling you. The Lakers losing the first round, massive changes are coming. They're already gonna lose, you know, some of their coaches on the bench. Right. Because Jason Kidd is gonna be a coach next year, head coach. Um, and it may be for the Lakers. Right. Um, but. You know, yeah, man. Then another thing that I didn't add or whatever, like everybody in the world, everybody named Mama now know that CJ got a fractured back. Yeah. You, you, you don't think that on some of them screens that he about to run through that somebody ain't gonna jab him in that back? Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, good. Said, you know, Dwight, Javale, some of those, some of those guys, yeah. Oh yeah, man. He's about to get an elbow <laughs> and he's right in that spot. Mm-hmm. Let Jared Dudley uh, check in for for like a quick minute. And this will be. Let me mention a couple of things before I move on. The Lakers, obviously, this is their first playoff appearance since the 2012 2013 season. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> it has been a while. And the last eight seed to beat a one was the shortened season. Obviously, when uh, the season that Derrick Rose was injured in that playoff matchup against the Sixers, and the Sixers ended up winning in six games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. And that was just messed up. I would like to read the Sixers roster for just a few names. Drew Holiday, <laughs> Andre Iguodala. Oh, my God. Yeah, Lou, Lou Williams was on that squad as yeah. well. Elton Brand. Uh, Spencer, Spencer. Okay, I'm done. I'm just done reading the rest of these. Oh, Nikola Vujicic. Okay, that's enough. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and move on. Now, let's talk about this uh, next series here. The uh, uh, one I'm definitely anticipating just because of these reasons. The Rockets and the Thunder. Of course, you got Chris Paul now with the Thunder. Obviously, playing their butts off with, you know, they're just playing their butts off. But nothing would, I would not satisfy Chris Paul more than to defeat the Rockets in a playoff series. And obviously, James Harden, who's won the scoring title now. Three years in a row. Three years in a row. And something I do, before I bring up Russ real quick, which, no, no, let me bring up Russ now. Of all the series, I hate the fact that he's injured and could miss the start of. It's this series right here. He does have a quad strain. We don't know how long he'll be out. He definitely, I think, will be out 
for this first game for sure, maybe the first two. But let me uh, talk to you. Let me give you guys a trivia question. Nick didn't answer. Nick already spoke to me about this. Early. Well, no, no, let me rephrase. I asked Nick this early and he got it right. But I'm asking you, Chris, and you, Antonio. Nine of the last 11 seasons, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Kevin Durant have won the scoring titles. Name two players who to name two players, not name those three who have won the scoring title. Over the last 11 seasons? Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> you said not KD. Uh, or not Harden. Yep. There was two of them. Uh, LeBron? No. Whoa, but he has a scoring title. He has a scoring title, yes, just but just not around that time. Can I answer it now? No, I'm going to let... No, 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 answer it yet. Hold on, give me a second. Nobody look it up either. Don't Google search <laughs> no, that. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Do, I can't do that. Either. Oh, you want me to do that, Nick? Both. All right, they were both. It was both East and West. Hmm. Uh, at, uh wait a second. 2009, 2000. Carmelo. Carmelo Anthony. Yes. 2012-2013 season with yep. the, with the Knicks. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm not surprised there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's one. Yep. Oh, Steph Curry. Y- yes. Yeah, Curry went off what, 20, I forget what, yeah, 20, 2015, 2015, it was 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, obviously um but okay just want to give y'all <laughs> to give y'all a little trivia there now let let's uh give our thoughts uh nick i'm gonna start with you this time what are your thoughts on this rockets and thunder matchup how long rust out uh we don't know could be if maybe one maybe two maybe three possibly if he's out more than one game it's the okc and seven that's a wrap yeah mm. it's a wrap it's yeah. out that long mm. uh, if not then i feel like if Russ can come back by game two then i see houston winning the six Mm. Man, I, I, I think you guys are overrating uh, OKC. Now, OKC had a good season, but come on, man. Like, that's disrespect to the, to the Rockets. Mm. That's all they got is uh, a, a shooter. Two couple of shooters. I mean, you know, Covington can hit a shot, but I mean, Harden going average 40 in this series, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> no, he will, whatever, but like, OKC has, and they're not, they're not even battle tested outside of Chris Paul. And let's not forget, Chris Paul is one little pull hamstring away. He's been on the meatless diet. He's been on the meatless diet. Every season, every season, he gets hurt in the playoffs. <laughs> and it's the same injury. It's never anything new. It's always a hamstring pull. Mm-hmm. Good God, man. Yep, every single time. God, <laughs> are we confident? Are we ready for the small ball offense in the playoffs? I'll just let you start with that, Antonio. What do you think about the small ball offense? <laughs> just, go ahead, Antonio. Uh, as far as the small ball, yeah. Um, I don't like it personally. Mm. Um, I think you your team has to be hot. If your team isn't on fire shooting, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna get ugly. If mm-hmm. they're on fire, man, I think they can. I think they can rattle off a couple wins in the playoffs as far as a couple series in the playoffs if they're hot. But all it takes is, you know, two, three bad games, 
It takes Russ getting hurt again. Um, James Harden deciding that he is tired. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I, I really just don't know what to expect from Houston. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like it. I mean, I think it, for, for obvious reasons, I don't want to see it. Because if we do beat the Blazers, we got to run up against the Rockets. And you think we're going to struggle against Dame and CJ. Mm. Um, Russell Harden is a, a, a whole other beast. Yeah. Than, than Dame to me offensively, because Harden to me, Harden and KD are the best offensive players that we have in the game. Mm. Um, so I don't, I don't want to see Houston for real. I honestly hope that OKC wins um the series. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's all matchup based. I just don't see Houston winning with the small ball lineup. I think they can win a couple series, but mm-hmm. I don't think they, they stand any real chance against um. Actually, won in the championship. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, man, it's good. Yeah, I, I definitely like, like you said, mentioned Harden and Westbrook. They two great offensive players. But I hate the fact that Westbrook right now has this quad injury. Hopefully, he will get out there. Chris, your thoughts on the small ball offense? Chris, oh, somebody die out. Well, well, we're fixing that. I definitely was. I definitely think, like I said, James Harden and Russell Westbrook are definitely going to be great. Um, I think the small ball offense is going to be great. I think personally, I think for this series in particular, but I think later down the road, I don't think it's going to be so great. Um, <laughs> but I, but like I said, as long as you have Harden and Westbrook and these guys uh, shooting the ball well, um, I definitely am going to go the Rockets um, in this series. I'm going to give it. Whew, I'm going to give it five. I think it's going to be that short. <laughs> I truly do. I think the Rockets. I think the Rockets are definitely gonna are definitely gonna cut this in five. I, I'm telling you right now, they're gonna do this in five for sure. Hmm. Something. Let's see. Like what you said, we get our technical difficulties here. But yes, um, far as um, Chris Paul. Let's see. Like I said, far as Chris Paul is concerned, um, like I said, I think he's done a phenomenal job with the Thunder. I think that it's gonna be they're gonna be great. Um, I think, like I said, I think he he's done a phenomenal job with the Thunder. I think, unfortunately, the Rockets are gonna just got too much firepower for this team. Um, and I think, like I said, James Harden leading the league in scoring for the third straight year. He's just been a phenomenal player. You cannot stop that guy. You just cannot stop him at all. And I don't understand. <laughs> It's just, it's just unbelievable how he has been able to just consistently shoot the ball well. Um, like I said, as far as Chris Paul is concerned, um, like I said, again, he's just done an amazing job with this squad. Uh, bunch of young players. They're going to have to listen to him. I know some veteran players have had an issue with his leadership. But unfortunately, um, like I said, I think in this series, it's not going to happen. I'm just It just isn't going to happen. Um, I definitely think like I said while we await them um I definitely want to also touch on a couple of things um obviously we'll next talk about the Pacers and the Heat obviously we know that matchup well it'll be TJ Warren against Jimmy Butler we know that rivalry is going to be insane and obviously we'll touch on the Clippers and the Mavs that will be I think a better series than what people think okay also in this rundown we'll talk about the Bucks title chances obviously the Celtics and the Sixers um that will be obviously I don't think that'll be a very good series. I think that will we'll cut that series short. I think Celtics will definitely pull away with that one, even in four or five. And obviously, we'll talk about the Raptors' chances of repeating Nuggets and the Jazz. Obviously, we'll talk about that series, who won NBA title, and, and such and such. 
but okay. Um, like I said, I'm just still waiting on what's going on with the uh, with the calls and everything. We're just trying to get everything hooked up while this podcast is going on. <laughs> but anyway, I definitely want to, like I said, I want to touch on a couple other things. Like I said, I want to expand more about this Lakers Blazers series. I thought, like I said, I think the Lakers will definitely be a great. Uh, like I said, I think that's gonna be a great series. I think it will go at least six. I won't be, I will not be stunned if it goes seven. Um, but we'll see. It's gonna be interesting. I think our callers are coming back on now. Our guests are coming back on. Let me just wait around a bit. All right, Chris Antonio, y'all good? Yeah. All right. Okay. Yep. All right. Cool. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, let's talk about now. Let's see. We were in the middle of the the spot. Let's see. Actually, we'll just move on because I was just. <laughs> We'll just move on. But, any, but, but, it, but let me just ask your predictions. Do we think uh, it'll be Rockets and who will win the Rockets or the Thunder series? Rockets in five. Okay. Antonio, Antonio are you? Uh, if Russ comes back, Rockets in six. Okay. If he doesn't come back, I got OKC in six. Mm. Nick? Hey, I agree. Same with him. All right. Same. All right. Same with Antonio. Yeah, agree with Antonio. <laughs> All right. Most definitely. All right, now let's move on. Obviously, this other series is only because of two people, and the reason and we're just waiting for these guys to blow up if they are, if it's gonna happen. The Pacers and the Heat, pretty much the only competitive Eastern Conference series that I can think of in the first round. So that's why they jumped ahead. <laughs> and obviously, only because for one thing, both of them, both both are very good teams. Obviously, I think. They, but obviously, T.J. Warren, who's done a phenomenal job in this bubble. And the Heat, who I think are, are a very good team, I think they uh, this team, the Heat actually have a good roster and a good team that are built to play every other day. Um, but I think this series is going to be really good. Uh, Nick, I'm gonna start with you on this one. What do you think? What are your thoughts on the Pacers and the Heat series? I think the Heat gonna win it in six. Mm. I see. You know, T.J. Warren. You know, he got to, he got to wake up. I know he howled about his foot hurting, but uh, yeah. You know, he got to summon the ghost of Michael Jordan again <laughs> and come back <laughs> and ball out. Mm-hmm. You know, Jimmy Butler done called this man out a few times. And, you know, every time y'all meet up, it's, just, it's you know, you're not coming through right now. So you need to, sh- you need to show up like you did against everybody else. Mm-hmm. If Victor Oladipo is, is, becomes Victor Oladipo again, then, of course, the Pacers might just steal it because Michael Brogdon don't get enough credit. Mm-hmm. He's a really good point guard. And uh, I think the Pacers got a great squad, but it's just right now it's got too many little injuries, snagging injuries. So I feel like the Heat going to win it in six. Mm. Chris, what are your thoughts about this Pacers Heat series? Yeah, I, I said he actually said Heat five. I, well, okay, no, wait a second. Uh, you know, it, it kind of depends on how Victor Oladipo is. Yes, I, I wonder how healthy he really is. I wonder if he was kind of holding something back. Uh, during these bubble games. I mean, because you saw flashes, but then you saw him being really reserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then, you know, as Nick was saying, you know, Jimmy Butler has been calling out T.J. Warren, so how motivated is T.J. going to be? And then T.J. says he has this injury with his foot. And I'm like, well, what a, you know, convenient time to say that. <laughs> um, you know, and so, uh, you know, I, I while I think the Okay, so the, the coaching definitely goes to Miami. Yes, and the Miami definitely has, you know, some guys, you know, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and a couple other guys who can just ball out. But I think the Pacers are more talented, like, overall. But I think they have better talent across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I don't know the health of Oladipo, because I don't know if T.J. Warren really has an injury or if he's just kind of scared of Jimmy Butler, um, I say he just sticks. Mm. Okay, Antonio, what you think? 
Let's now talk about the Clippers and the Mavs. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, it's go time for them. This is why they are why they are brought in. They're brought in not only to just be all stars, it's time for the Clippers to win some championships. That's what they wanted. They that's what they want to do. They want to win some championships. And obviously, they're going up against the Mavs. Luka Doncic and Chris Aporzangas will be making their playoff debuts. Yes, we will see Luka in the postseason, but this is gonna be quite a matchup. Uh, to me, I think Luca's gonna have some quite a bit of defenders that'll be waiting for him. And there was a stat that Grant Hill pointed out today. Well, not today. When I looked at a, looked up a video on NBA TV, I guess one of those NBA Game Time episodes, when Beverly George and Kawhi defends Doncic, he is 34% from the field. So I'm saying that to say he will face them many times in this series, and they are gonna wear him out. But I think Luca's gonna be up. For the challenge, but I'm picking the Clippers to still win this series. I think they'll win it, and I'm, I think it's gonna be a better series than people think. I'm gonna go six with the Clippers and Mavs. I think because of the Mavs offense, I think will be legit. Will will do well, and defensively, I think, um, I, like I said, Clippers will do well defensively. But I think it's gonna be a, a battle since it's on a neutral site. Now I would have been a little bit more hesitant to say that if it was on a neutral site, but I'm gonna go Clippers and six. Um, Chris, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on this series? I think. Uh... 
think I disagree with you, uh, Ron. I mm. think that it's going to be Clippers in four. I think it's going to be mm. sweet. And mm. it's not because the the Mavericks are a bad team. It's just that it's just because the Clippers and tennis will be up. You know, and they know now, you know, that, that it's it's go time. It's almost like they were playing around with us in the bubble. Like, ah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm chilling, man. Like, you know, it's like when you call your boy just then to go out and he was like, nah, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm kicking it, whatever. I'm going to just hang out with my wife and I'm hanging out with my girl or whatever. And like just, just kind of holding something back. I just feel like the Clippers are holding something back in the bubble. Um, and, and, you know, they're just going to unleash it once the playoffs begin. Hmm. Um yeah, you know, Luca's going to be a problem. Um, Porzingis was starting to get his rhythm. I know throughout this entire season, Porzingis had some issues. It was almost like he was trying to figure out his body coming back from that knee injury, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, he, he had a slow start to the season. But, like, the last part of the season before the, the shutdown and then during this bubble, man, he been straight up balling. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think they'll, because of their offensive abilities, they'll, they'll keep some games close. But I think the Clippers are in a sweep. I just think that they're too talented, too deep. They throw too much at you, you know, at one time, man. I just, I, man, the Clippers are a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and they've been running their mouth, and they've been acting like it too, whatever. Like anyone that's openly talking that kind of trash and, you know, just kind of nonchalantly going through the motions of playing basketball, man, that, that team, yeah, that's the team to be feared, man. They, they, they're scary. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Antonio, I'm going to ask you the same question. What do you think about the Clippers and the Mavs? Series period. I just, I definitely think Chris Stapps will that will have no fear in this on it in this stage at all. But I know he's gonna like I say he's got a lot of defenders around him. Nick, what do you think? Who do you think is gonna? What do you think is gonna with Clippers and Mavs series? Clippers and five. And five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Clippers and five. Yeah, they, they, Dallas gonna get one game. Mm-hmm. But uh, Pat Bev gonna get another Luka skin, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's not gonna be the first game or two, but like by game four, yeah, it, it might be a little. It might be a little. Uh, Breaking up, breaking them up, you know, with the refs. I feel that coming, you know. Mm. Oh yeah, man. I, 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 can, I can see Pat. That's Pat Bev's job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that, that's how he stayed in the league, man. Get under cat skin. He's like, you the yeah. Don? You you Luca the Don? Luca the bitch to me? <laughs> you know, they come yeah. Blow whistles. Mm-hmm. Oh man, 
Anything, anyone will respond to that before I move on to the next topic? Anybody? <laughs> All right. Now we'll move on to this next one because down the next subject. Yeah, well, this is going to be quite a conversation. The Bucks. We're not going to talk about the series. Obviously, they're playing the Magic, and we, and we all pretty much, no one's going to pick an upset here. We're going to talk about the Bucks going forward. <laughs> uh, how, <laughs> uh, how, and, their, and their title chances. Now, keep this in mind because this is very important, what I'm about to say about Giannis. Giannis, after this season, has one year left on his contract. One year. One year left on his contract. Yes, over $20 million. Who knows? Because to me, this is not, this is to me this is a must-win situation here for Milwaukee. Because who knows what happens? Who's gonna have, what's gonna happen with Giannis' future? I think he'll stay with Milwaukee, but you know, we, we don't know that. We honestly don't know. Let's just be yeah, let's just know. be talking. <laughs> Chris, you can expand on this right now. First of all, talk about. Giannis's future and talk about the, the chances of the of the Bucks in this East well in this playoffs. Yeah, first of all, Giannis's future is directly tied, directly linked to what the Bucks do in this playoffs. I mean, it, there, there's no there's no secret about that. You know, Giannis has been linked to the Golden State Warriors. Giannis has been linked to the Miami Heat. Giannis has been linked on some level to the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, let's just say the Bucks flame out in the second round, and Giannis looks at that roster and say, "Oh my God, we got four more years at max money for Chris Middleton." Mm-hmm. Oh my God, we got three more years of the playoff. You know, disappearance of Eric Bledsoe. You know, oh my God, we don't have high draft picks. Like, I mean, come on, man. He's going to look at that roster and be like, yo, I can't win with these cats. And I think that Giannis' situation, some of you may disagree, um, and I don't care, um, but <laughs> I think Giannis' situation right now is eerily similar to LeBron's first go round in Cleveland. You know, think about it. The last two years, the Bucks have had the best record in the league. The two years before LeBron left Cleveland, the Cavaliers had the best record in the league. It said um, they had a what I call a, a, a pseudo all-star in Mo Williams with Cleveland. They had that pseudo all-star in Chris Middleton with the Bucks. You know, and they just they, they cannot figure out how to win you know, a certain kind of way in the playoffs. So I, I just think that um, you know. If the Bucks don't get to the NBA Finals this year, uh, as loyal as Giannis might be, I mean, Kevin, Gar- Kevin Garnett was loyal too, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and then Kevin Garnett finally had the audacity to tell the Timberwolves, yo, I got to get out of here, man, you know, before mm-hmm. I die in Minnesota. You know, and so I think Giannis is such a great player now at 25, mm-hmm. and he has such tremendous potential um, you know, to, to, to be, you know, uh, you know, one of the all-time greats. I mean, Giannis has the ability, like, if we look at, if we're, if we're looking at Giannis's career trajectory right now and trying to figure out where he might end up, Giannis at 25 is about to have two MVPs. He's about to be the league's defensive player of the year, you know, and, and he still has, you know, what, seven or eight years? He still hasn't even reached his peak as a player yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I, I so... Okay, let me back up a little bit. So the Bucks are not going to the NBA Finals. The Bucks are going to flame out in the Eastern Conference Finals. They're not going to beat the Toronto Raptors mm. um, whenever they meet them. Um, and, and I do believe that Giannis and, and the front office are going to come to some sort of agreement. And I've been saying it all year long. I think that the best offer that's going to be on the table uh, is going to be Golden State's offer uh, to the to the Bucks, uh, which will be you know, two lottery picks. Uh, the one they got from Minnesota in their own, yes, in, uh, in back-to-back years, and then Andrew Wiggins. And I think Milwaukee's going to be forced to say, okay, we'll just take that. Mm. Mm. 
So I think next season Giannis, yeah, as I've said all season, I think he ends up in a, in a Golden State uniform. As much as I hate to say that, uh, yeah, I just I think that that his friendship with Steph Curry and, and Golden State's structure, you know, uh, is going to get him there, man. And then just the failures of the Bucks. I mean, and it's really no fault of the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks really who's coming to Milwaukee as a free agent? No one. Right. And LeBron is one of the you know five to eight greatest players ever. Like so, if people don't want to go to Cleveland. They're dancing not going to Milwaukee. Mm. Mm. But if you put Ron, if you put Giannis on a roster with with bona fide knockdown shooters, man, cancel the league. You mm. Giannis next year with a healthy Clay, healthy Steph, man, it's a wrap. You saying the, the Warriors will come out of the West. Mm. And it's a, it's the same model that I think you know that. Uh, that um, ben Simmons should have. I think the 76ers have failed Ben Simmons on some level by not surrounding him with the shooting and getting rid of Joel and Embiid. Mm. But we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> we're talking about Giannis. Yes, and so, in conclusion, the Milwaukee Bucks do not get to the NBA Finals, and I think Giannis makes noise about going elsewhere this offseason. <laughs> All right. Nick, your thoughts on uh, – you would like to respond to uh... – um, Chris Barr is Giannis, and also what do you think of the Bucks playoff chances here uh, as far as them, them winning a title? I think that they're not going to win the title. Okay. In my humble opinion, they're not going to win the title. They'll make it to the finals this year, though. Mm. They'll make it to the finals, but they're not going to win the title. Uh, and yeah, Giannis is uh, going to be gone eventually. I mean, it's just a foregone conclusion, in my humble opinion. Mm. But I think it's either to Miami or, or even the, 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 the Lonely Knicks. Ew. The Knicks has actually been mentioned in oh conversation. Oh, my God. Oh, Because of Leon Rose. Oh. Because of Leon Rose. You know, I've actually heard that. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm Leon just going. Rose, oh. only thing that's holding <laughs> back, of course, is James Dolan. Yeah. He's holding us back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though, Nick? You can't trust no man named Leon. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Rose a black man named Leon. <laughs> Leon Rose connection, man. But you know, um, but yeah, Giannis is done. I mean, he's gone, man. You know, he's mm. gonna do. He's gonna serve out his contract, and he out. You know, mm. he did all he can do for the city of Milwaukee. <laughs> it's been a good run. They had a good. They had good times. Mm. But it's time for him to live his life, and he's gonna be gone. He's gonna be stuck with Chris Middleton and Bledsoe. Mm. Nah. <laughs> but they gonna be stuck with Chris Millison. Bless I don't know. But they're gonna be stuck with Chris Millison. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's taking that contract. Uh, Absolutely not. Excuse Antonio, 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 before I give give you give you your yeah, um the floor, I'm just gonna say real quickly that I think if if the Bucks are eliminated early, it will get ugly. It will definitely get ugly for sure as far as the future of Giannis in Milwaukee. But that's all I oh, want to say. They're not worried about the first round. They're going to win their first they'll round. They'll win the first round. No, no. when they get to them later round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More, more like a, <laughs> I don't know. More, more like a semifinal in the Eastern Conference for me. If they get eliminated <laughs> they before the rest, finals. They're going to rest Giannis in game four.
Bam is being slept on. I know he was in the conversation to be most improved player this year, but Bam, he was not to be messed with. I think he, him and those shooters, Miami has shooters for days. They got about eight people that look the same and all can shoot. Yeah, yeah. No, you right. I mean, they do, man, but they ain't beating. They ain't beat, man. They, they don't. They don't beat Milwaukee. I'm sorry. Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. Mm-hmm. They can do that. All they can do is shoot. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, like they catch fire. It's over. They can just rattle off six, seven threes, and it's, yes. it's just check out like nothing happens. So. Yep. I don't know. I don't think they lose to Miami, but I think they could lose to Miami. I think they. Uh, I think I'm with you, Nick. I think they make the uh, the finals this year. Um, I, Toronto? I wouldn't be surprised if you know I I've looked at Toronto and like yeah Kawhi left but they're still really really good they're well coached they all play defense and they can Ben Bleak can drop thirty like it's nothing the so, star I mean next you got second second, second best Lowry player can drop twenty like you, Siakam that's not even mentioning the best player Siakam the best player Ben so. Bleak's the second best. <laughs> We're gonna get we're gonna get to that. We're, we're gonna get to that. Trust me, we will get to that conversation. Trust me, <laughs> we will get to that conversation. Wait, wait, just wait. Yo, hold your venom. <laughs> Back to the superpower. Um, at the same token, something <laughs> that people aren't talking about is if Kevin Durant comes back healthy, I don't, I don't see Giannis beating KD. Like he's not, he's not going to beat K, He's not going to beat the Nets because mm. the, the team just isn't. The Bucks team is good, but they're not good enough to stop Kyrie and, and KD and and Bill or whoever else they have at the at the given time. K, KD can't be stopped offensively. He's not, nah. not going to be stopped. Nah. So. Mm. Hey, but KD came out of his mouth himself and said that Giannis could end up being the best player ever, and he wasn't joking. Like, I mean, you know, I was looking for some, you know, I was was he beating Corey? I was like, what? You know, KD's talking crazy, and then I looked at the interview again, and uh, he was, like, dead serious or whatever. So I don't, I, I don't necessarily think that KD can be stopped offensively, but coming back from an Achilles pop, man, he's going to lose a step. That's the scary, yeah, that's the scary mm. part. I don't, I don't know whether we'll get KD or we'll get KD at 80%. So. Mm. 80% KD is still a top 10 player in the league. Most, yeah, both, better than most. Let me get, speaking of the Celtics, I'm going to move on to that series just real quickly. Now, obviously, we don't, I don't think none of us is going to pick the Sixers to upset the Celtics, but I definitely want to talk about a couple of things about this series. The Celtics, obviously, I think the Celtics definitely need to be very considered far as at least an NBA Finals, at least an NBA Finals contender. I think they should. I, I, but we will have to keep an eye on Kemba Walker's knee. I think Tatum and Brown, are, I think, 
are just about as good as anybody, I think, for this for these playoffs, for, especially for every other day. Um, as far as the Sixers, yeah, without Ben Simmons, who had to get knee surgery, that is very unfortunate. I was looking forward to seeing him play the four in the postseason, uh, but that will not happen. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, Celtics, I think, will be fine. Philly, they lose the first round. Obviously, you got questions there. You have to ask about Brett Brown. Is he the right guy for this uh, for this team? Um, and I don't, like I said, uh, Nick, I'll start with you as far as uh, the Celtics and Sixers. What's your, what are your thoughts? Uh, Celtics in five. Okay. It should be a sweep, but they're going to give up one game. For whatever reason, they're going to give up one game. Mm. It should be a sweep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's going to be a five-game series. The Celtics going to win. And Brett Brown's going to get fired. <laughs> Brett Brown's going to get gonna fired. I'm not going to fat up someone lose their job. He's going to get fired. Yeah. Yeah. And Elton Brand needs to find some shooters in the offseason. Mm. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Yeah, lose JJ Reddick was tough. I, I think lose yeah. JJ Reddick was I mean, a big they part. They gave Tobias Harris that massive yep. deal. Mm-hmm. And they stuck with him. The they they yeah. stuck with him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> going forward, we're going to keep talking about Philly. I mean, <laughs> they can't afford, they're not going to be able to afford to break that band up because they stuck with Tobias. So they got to keep that band together. So now he got to find shooters and a coach. Mm. Yep. And Joel B does have three years left on his, his contract. Ben Simmons, his extension kicks in. After this bubble, uh-huh. it begins to kick uh, in that. So, well, I'm yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, Chris. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I wanted to mention that real quick before you go ahead and, 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 and speak your mind. That was it. <laughs> but go ahead, Chris. Yeah, you go man. ahead. Man, listen, you're saying we, this is what they need to do, man. I'm telling you. Trade the well and bees. Now, like, while he still has value. Like, his knees may come out of the damn skin, like, before the end of next season. You know So, before that happens, get rid of him. It's mm-hmm. very clear that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons don't work. But the player that you've got to keep is Ben Simmons because he's the prototypical NBA player now. He's a 6'10 wing who can do everything on the floor except shoot a three. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if you if – you, the NBA is transitioning to this small ball sort of league, and Joel Embiid, one, hasn't shown that he can stay healthy. Two, like, he obviously needs to lose weight, and he, he doesn't care about that. Three, he's very – he's an emotional uh, and emotionally sensitive player. You know, you can't – you don't know about his availability. Now, look, I know Ben Simmons has been getting hurt too, but I think Ben Simmons has this passive aggressive, uh, aggressiveness about him, and the reason why Ben Simmons isn't shooting, maybe that's his passive aggressive way of saying, I don't – want to work with Joel Embiid anymore like no one's ever talked about that they're just talking about oh Ben Simmons has to you know see uh doctors you know, and, and psychiatrists uh, about uh his inability or lack of desire to shoot but again I think maybe that's his passive aggressive way of saying I don't want to play with Joel Embiid so there are a lot of teams out there who would take Joel Embiid off the Sixers hands right now for some good young players and some draft picks and just build around Ben Simmons like my goodness, it's not that hard. Move Tobias Harris to the four and say, put Ben Simmons as your, you know, your 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 point guard, of course, or whatever, and just surround them with shooters. Yeah, losing JJ Reddick was just, you know, a death nail to them, man. They, I, I just, I was like, wow, you know, how you let JJ walk like that? You know but it's other cats, man. Like, look at the situation with Buddy Hill in Sacramento. No, he doesn't play defense or whatever, but Buddy Hill is a knockdown shooter. He, I mean, he dropped 20 a game. He, mm-hmm. he shoots 40% from three. It's in Sacramento about to let him walk. Mm-hmm. Saying, or, or they about to figure out how to trade him. You know what I'm saying? So go and get Buddy Hill. Um, there's some other cats out there as well, but you got to build around Ben Simmons. If they don't build around Ben Simmons, they're going to be making a, a big mistake. But yeah, Brett Brown's on. 
Mm. You know, Brett Brown is definitely gone. Um, but they need a coach like I, I don't know if there's another Steve Kerr out there. Is that but a guy that can be creative offensively and get some movement and get shooters and like I said, just Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons is essentially Giannis. You know, without Giannis's work ethic right now, mm. you know. And so again, if you put you know four shooters on the floor with Ben Simmons, I mean even. Even putting Al, just play Al Horford at the five. Like Al Horford has been misused in Philly this year. I'm like, damn, the dude still can play. He still can defend. He's still smart. Just play Al Horford at the five. Put the Tobias at the four. Find you a, a three and D guy in you know, the play three, and find you a, a, a two guard that can shoot. And said, put Buddy Hield out there, and somebody like Robert Covington is at the three with those other guys, man. And Philly is a, a you know a top of the East type of team. I'm telling you. Mm. Man, I see. Yeah, I, I'm telling you. I, well, Joel Embiid, like I said, that would be. A, I mean, that would that would definitely be one player I would trade as well if I had to make a decision. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah, it would probably it would definitely be him for sure. Um, but Nick, oh, no, excuse, I'm sorry, Antonio. Well, your thoughts on this uh, series and anything else with this series before I move on to the ne- the last few subjects that, we have here. No, that's pretty much it. I mean, I think uh, it should be Boston to five. Mm. Um, just kind of like Nick said, man, I think they'll give away a game just based off the fact that Boston is, is I don't know, they're still missing pieces, so I, I think they'll drop a game or, or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as Philly, um, I agree, and B should probably get moved. Um, but I don't know how easily that's going to happen. Like, yeah, B has the talent, but he doesn't have the work ethic. He mm-hmm. doesn't have, he's injury prone, so I don't know who's going to take on his contract or who's going to take that risk. I don't. I don't know if he'll ever material materialize to be the center that he's supposed to be. Right. I just I just don't think he'll ever reach that full potential. Mm. Um, to your Al Horford point, Chris, I think Al Horford need to get out of there too. I think I'm a bad pickup. Like mm. I just think their front office is jack. I mean, yeah, Brett Brown and the coaching staff is bad too. But I I think I mean yeah, um, Elton Brand has made a couple big moves, but this past season I'm like, what are you guys doing? They brought in Horford. And Tobias the bag, I'm like, they love, um, cause um, Jimmy, Jimmy was like, bro, I didn't know who was in charge here. Like mm. I'm in Philly, I don't know who's in charge. I'm out of here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he like, y'all, y'all trying to control me, but like, who, like, there's no direction, there's no vision for this franchise. They got out of it. JJ walking, like it's it's just it's it's bad in Philly. Mm. Like I don't really I don't really see them. Like yeah, you can reconstruct the roster, but unless they make some 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 management overhaul and some management changes i don't really see them getting any better for real mm. hey man i told you man listen philly could call phoenix right now and they can get deandre ayton uh for joel and b straight up i guarantee you phoenix would do that deal mm. I, yeah i'd love to see it mm. and so that that would be you know that that would change the outlook for philly you're saying you got a young guy with a motor like i said ayton is a natural you know, number number two guy. He's not he he's not a guy that you're gonna dump the ball to and be like, give yeah. me twenty five. Yeah, he's, you know? he's not a number one. Nah, yeah. he's not a number one. And so, like again, now him running that floor with Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris and and a couple other cats who can shoot, man. I I, I actually like that, man. I just think Joel Embiid's time in Philly should be over. I just I don't like Joel Embiid's attitude. Joel Embiid should be. Uh, uh, you know, a combination of uh, Patrick Ewing and Hakeem Olajuwon. He just doesn't want to. Mm. I mean, if you look at Embiid, he can do everything on the floor. Everything. He's to do it. Mm. Everything. <laughs> He's lazy. <laughs> He's lazy 
I think long term, it's going to be interesting going forward. The Sixers, I definitely think they will not win a title with the group that they have now. I will be up for, I will be honest, they will not win an NBA title. But let me go and move on with this next subject. Uh, and then Nick, I'm going to start Nick with this one because I know he's been waiting patiently. The Toronto Raptors, yes, they have a chance to, they have a chance here in this bubble to defend their NBA title. And yes, I think their odds are very good. Uh, uh, at least going back to the finals if they can. Now, Nick, just yeah, go off. Just go ahead. Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead and ask your question. Yeah, what are, what are your what are the chances of the Raptors going back to the finals and have a chance to be repeating the for the, Oh my God, NBA <laughs> slim. Very, and they're going out against Boston. Boston gonna put them out in six mm. if they make it. If they make it to Boston, ooh, that's if they make it to Boston. Mm. See y'all. See, 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 see. Toronto's playing really good in the in the regular season. We've seen them do that countless of times. Mm-hmm. Only one year is when they actually fulfilled their destiny <laughs> and fulfilled their obligations, which mm. is last year. Who did they have last year? Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi. Mm-hmm. He's gone. Okay. <laughs> so we're back to the Demar Rosen era. No, we're not. Hey, hey, you, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> You got your turn. You have your turn, sir. You have your turn. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> now, when they play Brooklyn, Carol Vert gonna go off. Okay, I, I, if we wanna be realistic, Raptors may move on in five. Okay, in five. <laughs> in five. If you wanna talk about me as a Brooklyn Nets fan, Nets gonna win in six. Oh, Jesus. But that's just me being a fan. But back to reality. <laughs> Kyle Lowry. Oh my God. It's gonna find a way to choke it up. Ugh. I don't care. Name me one time <laughs> besides last year when he had a superstar with him that he showed up. Mm. You don't remember them times in TNT where they showed him after the game coming into the arena, practicing after the game? No, your ass should have been doing that during the game. Mm. <laughs> you can hit them shots, then hit him in hit him the real game. Understand me? Mm-mm-mm. Pascal. Pa- Pascal <laughs> is the star of the team, of course. They got Serge Ibaka. He's a very good player. Marcus Saul, very good player. Fred Van Vliet, underrated player. Very good. Mm-hmm. He get hot, it's a wrap. Mm. But Kyle Lowry is going to find a way to choke it up. Mm. Yeah, I feel like the Celtics is going to move past the Raptors mm. in the second round. Mm. You call me a hater. <laughs> you can call me whatever you want. Kyle Lowry off the court, probably a nice man. Wouldn't mind meeting him. I just think he's a choke artist. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, 
Before, before I talk to y'all, do you have anything personal against Kyle Lowry? Absolutely not. Nothing personal against the man. I've just seen him play his whole Toronto Raptors career. He has a solid career. You know, he's going to be, he's going to retire his jersey there. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. But he chokes. Where would you rank him? Playoffs. Where would you rank him in franchise history, Nick? Franchise history? Yeah. Five? Okay. I mean, Toronto ain't been around that long. Number five. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Um, Chris, you can go ahead and get started. <laughs> uh, uh, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> Just about the Raptors and their chances of going back to the NBA Finals and having a chance to repeat this year. I think they have a great chance of getting back to the finals. Repeating, I don't think that's going to happen because they're going to run into the Clippers or the Lakers, and they're not beating either of those teams. But as far as the teams out east, like I, I slept on Toronto for most of this year. I really did. And then I started looking at their roster, and I'm like, man, these cats, again, they are full of athletes, you know, and they got a bona fide star. I, I told I told y'all last year, I was like, Pascal is, is going to be a really good player, and uh, someone – called him a, a, a high-maintenance role player. I was like, what? You know, and I think it was uh, Walt. <laughs> he was a, a good high-maintenance role player. And I was like, nah, bro, this is this is a legit star here. Um, but they, they have a championship team needs. They have a number one, have a team full of athletes, and they have veteran leadership. Yeah, and as much as we hate on Kyle Lowry or whatever, he's he's still one of their veteran leaders on that squad, and, and he is the NBA champion now, Nick. Now, yeah, and so, <laughs> hey man, Kyle Lowry came up big in the finals last year. Yes, and I mean he was hitting, especially in that uh, Clemson game, man. He was hitting shot after shot, like especially in that first half of Game Six. So, um, yeah. you know, Kyle, he he's one of the it. primary reasons they won a title last year. Now, Kawhi is the reason. And we know that, yes, but Kyle Lowry, let's not, Fred. you know, let's not, <laughs> what, what? Fred Van Vliet. I mean, I can, you know, when you got the plea to go to State Warriors, I'm pretty sure you, you know, <laughs> supposed to show up. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, my God. Anyway, so Toronto, I, like, my team, so at the beginning of the year, Philly was my team come out of the East. Obviously, they're not healthy. Philly's not coming out of the East now. Um, I, I think Toronto... I, I think Toronto gets to the finals, and I think they lose it. I think they lose in the finals this year. Uh, we'll we'll talk about who they're going to lose to once we get down to who's going to the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. All right, Antonio, your thoughts on the Raptors? Uh, yeah, as I said before, I think they are great defensively, from top to bottom of the roster. You got a number of players that can give you thirty at any time. Um, yeah, I mean. At worst, I see them getting to the conference finals. At best, I see them making the finals and losing to whoever comes out of the West. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, not really much more to say. I think they have a solid team, well-coached team, uh, a nice roster. Um, yeah, I mean, people people have slept on them. You know, they say, oh, Kawhi left. They have no shot. Um, mm-hmm. You got OG who stepped up this year. You got Pascal who stepped up this year. And then, obviously, you got, the, you know, your Lowry's and your Van Vleets and your your Gasols and whoever else, but and Ibaka, like everybody, you gotta you gotta just a solid roster. Like I wouldn't be surprised to see them, get, you know, get to the finals. Um, to be honest with you, I just I just don't see them winning it. I don't think they have a shot at winning. Okay. At all. All right. So. Well, let me go, <laughs> Nick. I was ready to go to the next subject. What exactly? You you can't hold it in. What is it? Jason Tatum is gonna get his boys that work second round. 
I don't care what nobody say. Him, Jalen Brown, they're going to give them boys that work, and it's going to be Celtics in six. And nobody talking about Gordon Haywood. All right? He's been playing very good. <laughs> I'll leave it alone. Oh, no. Okay. Anybody else want to? Okay. Yeah, y'all want to respond. Go ahead. Go ahead and respond. <laughs> Anybody want to respond before I move on? No, I, I love those two guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, I mean, J- Jason Tatum's playing for, I mean, not Jason Tatum, but, um, uh, Jalen Brown in his contract, he's about to get a new contract. Yeah, it's up point. They yeah, should. so you know, I think it's uh, this all season. He's mm-hmm. supposed to be up for an extension. Yes. So like you always see young cats balling out in their contract year or whatever. But yeah, no, I, you know Tatum might give him the work, man. But Nick, I, man, Toronto has so many athletes that they're gonna throw at Tatum. Like somebody else gonna have to. And Kimba's not healthy. Like no, regardless, I don't care what the Celtics tell you, Kimba, that knee is shot. Mm. You know, and it, it's very evident that they need a shot. You're right, Gordon Hayward's been balling out or whatever, so maybe he's an X factor. Um, but yeah, while Tatum is gonna give him the work, man, you know, Toronto's still gonna throw four or five guys at him. So mm. when it's time to throw them four or five guys at him, or they start doubling him, making him give up the ball, can the other cats beat him? Sure can. Always cow, always cow guard him. Sure can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're lying on Gordon Hayward, I don't know what to tell you. Where was where was Kyle Lowry when it was up against the Cavaliers in the conference finals? Man, that was Pete LeBron. Come on, man. Oh, come on, man. Come on, man. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Oh, my God. How many years in a row he got put out? Oh, my God. That was LeBron James at the peak of his oh, life. Oh, I don't want to hear it, man. Listen, nobody in the East was beating LeBron. I, you know I hate on LeBron all the time, but nobody in the East was beating LeBron during that run it. in Cleveland, man. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear it, man. I don't want to hear it. Oh, my God. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like Cleveland, once they, once they got the Raptors in the playoffs, they played with the Raptors. They already knew they were going to beat them. You could tell by the way they were playing. They had no worries in the world about beating Toronto. Who was, go- who was going to Cal? Who, it, did, does, did it <laughs> Because we'll be here all night if they keep talking about the Raptors and Kyle Lowry. All right. Let's uh, Kyle Lowry's still your girl or something, man. <laughs> no, I actually took his. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. I just it. don't like a coattailer who acts like they ain't coattailing. <laughs> to the people who are new to this podcast, they did not take Kyle Lowry's girl at any time. Okay, let's talk. <laughs> Let's go there. That is not true. Um, let's move on. <laughs> the Nuggets and the Jazz. Uh, we're gonna move this. We're gonna do this one real quickly. I think one series that people I don't think people talk about enough, but I think will be a good series. But unfortunately, we do have some players that will be out. Uh, I know Mike Conley. Uh, he just left the bubble, you know, for the birth of his son. Um, obviously, when he gets back, he has to be quarantined for at least a minimum of four days. We don't know how long he'll be out. Um, obviously, Bojanovic, Bojan Bojanovic. I hate. I think I said that right. <laughs> Yeah, he he's obviously out for the year, out for the season with a wrist injury. Uh, the Nuggets, um, I, I, we we talked about you know I, I mentioned Michael Porter Jr. how well he's played Nikola Jokic, Nikola Nikola Jokic Nick. Yeah. I know I said it right. All right, <laughs> and obviously the net the the Nuggets could be out without some guards, uh, Barton and Harris. 
So those die. Let's see, Gary Harris. So that's gonna be a big problem there for the Nuggets. Uh, we don't know if they'll be back um, for this uh, series. Um, but quickly, Nick, um, I'll let you start that one. Who do you think will win that series with the Nuggets and the uh, and the Jazz? Uh, Nuggets in five. Okay. I feel like uh, well, Mike Conley might be out, but you know. All due respect, Mike Conley, you know, would you stop at Jamal Murray? No. <laughs> <laughs> would you stop at Jamal Murray? All right, now, Donovan Mitchell, you know, he's going to have to get hot again like he did one time in one of the uh, seeding games at Rudy Gobert. But, you know, I just feel like the, the Nuggets are all hitting all cylinders. And Michael Porter Jr., you know, he, he arriving right on time. Mm. Nobody, I don't see nobody stopping that man in Utah. Mm. So, uh Except you know, for the stupid shit he says out of his mouth. That's the only thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Utah, I mean, they're going to give it an effort, but I don't see them beating the Nuggets. I mean, Jamal Murray, uh, Gary Harris, they don't need. He's trade bait after this year. Mm. Um, yep. And Michael Porter and Nikolai Jokic, the Joker, that's, I mean, that's all they need. And Paul Millsap, you know, I mean, Paul Millsap, Jeremiah Grant, you know, I mean, you know, it's just, that's all I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, Antonio, what are your thoughts on this series? Um, yeah, I think it's, <laughs> I really think it's Nuggets and five. It could be a sweep, really, depending on if Donovan Mitchell decides to steal the game. Mm. Um, Denver can go 10 deep. That's mm-hmm. with Barton and what's the name on the Harris on the bench if they if they needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. they, they literally have two in every position. So, I the jazz i'm sorry i uh, know for the uh, nuggets what's his name uh bobo oh he's saying bobo oh he's talking no, about bobo Bo-Bo, man yeah we ain't talking about bobo but man, yeah okay. no, no, no. <laughs> uh, dozier dozier pj dozier yes yeah man them cats got straight up athletes who can just hoop you know and like they they uh, 
you know, I, I, they're, they're kind of a dark horse to beat Clippers or the Lakers uh, in the Western Conference and get to the NBA Finals. I, I could see it. I could actually see it, especially in a bubble environment. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, uh, but again, man, Joker, like my, my knock on Joker has always been that he gets lazy sometimes. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna go Nuggets over Jazz. I think the Jazz are, are, are Jazz are tough. They're gonna compete. I'm gonna say six for some reason. I'll, I'll keep it six. I will keep it six. I don't think it'll be go to five. I will keep. I will say. I I think I will I will keep it. I will, I think the, the Jazz can compete. Now yeah they, yeah and obviously they 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 gonna definitely it's gonna be an issue. But I think but I definitely gonna go Nuggets obviously in this series. All right, two more subjects here, and we will be done. But obviously, this will be the big one here. Who will win the NBA title? Who's going to the finals, and who will win it all? Nick, I'll start with you. Who is going to go to the finals, and who will win the NBA title? Right now, we're talking about the East or West. We're talking who? Yeah, who's going to go in the NBA finals, and who's going to win the NBA title? Yes. Oh man, I think. Uh... The, the Bucks will make it to the finals. Okay. Off, off the strength of Giannis. Mm-hmm. Um, off the strength of Giannis. That's far no injury. Okay. And the West, whew. I mean, I could actually see the Nuggets going to the finals. I ain't going to lie. Beat yep. The Clippers. Yep. Whew. Now, who I want to go to the finals? Portland. <laughs> I want to see Dave time. Dave Dollar. Oh. Yeah, Sammy. Mello. Oh, my God. I want to see them in the finals. Oh. That's what I want to see. And I want to see Portland win it all. But that's just me hoping. Okay. But um, I think at the end it'll be the Clippers. Okay. You know, barring, you know, they get there. And they're going to end up beating the, uh, bar no injury. They're going to beat the, 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 uh, Bucks, you know, I think when they get up against, if they if realistically, if they get up, it's gonna be the uh, the Clippers and the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals, mm-hmm. and the Nuggets just not gonna be uh, as you say mature enough to finish it off. Yeah, I think that might actually go seven games, mm-hmm. and then you know the Clippers face the. Uh, well, I think they meet in the semis though, right? If they meet up, I think it has to be. Oh, that's right, semis. That's right. Yeah, they, semis. They, they, they semis. Now. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, damn. Okay, well, it'll be Portland, <laughs> be Portland, Portland, and Clippers in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, and shit, I'm just gonna stick with Portland. Portland, Portland, <laughs> and the Bucks. <laughs> oh my God! And you and the, and, the, and, the, and I'm assuming the Blazers are gonna win it all. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Average of 30. Yeah, we're really, we're really going for 30, 37 a game. All right. Is this 2012 or 2020? Listen, man, 2037 a game. But realistically, the Clippers, it's, uh, Clippers going to beat the Bucks, And uh, I might say, I'm going to say six. I would say five, but let's say six. Mm. Give you credit for being everything. Okay. All right. Chris, your prediction. Yeah, uh, I think the finals is going to be the Celtics and the Clippers. Um, 
I mean, God, sorry. Oops. Back up. You said the right. Raptors and the Clippers. No, I'm sorry. No, you said the right first time. The Raptors and the Clippers. Yes, and I, I, I was just still thinking about Jason Tatum, Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yes, and like how those young legs might help them in this bubble. You know, but I, I still think Toronto and, and the Clippers. I, I think it's pretty. You know, I think everyone's talking about the, the Lakers and the Clippers uh, in the Western Conference Finals, and, and, you know, a lot of people are, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Laker fan, man, but God, man, the Clippers are, are, I think they're head and shoulders better than the Lakers on so many levels because they just throw so many waves at you, and I think that they played, you know, lackadaisical most of the season, and they've really only gotten up for probably, you know, a quarter of their games this year, you know, and I, I just think that they're that good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see the Clippers winning the title. I see them in the finals against Toronto, and I see you know Kawhi becoming the first player in league history to win Finals MVP with three different squads. The same thing that LeBron is chasing this year. Mm. God, Kawhi Leonard against his former team the following year in every final. That would be that would be sick. Sweet. Oh, Antonio, your predictions. Man, the the West, it really is the wild, wild West. Um, I can see in a, um, a way that Denver makes it to the finals. I can see the Clippers making the finals. Um, I can see the Lakers alongside. I see the Lakers still having a way, having a road. They have the toughest road in the West to, to make it to the finals, but albeit I think they can still do it. Um, mm. But I'm going to go, I'm probably, my heart is saying the Lakers in the finals. Mm. But my head is saying Clippers in the finals. Mm. In the East, um, I really do. I think this is Giannis' turn to get to the finals. Mm. I'm still not sold on them winning the finals, but I think they'll at least be able to get there. And the roster is good enough. Giannis has the motor and the will to get his team there. Mm. So I I literally do think that they'll be able to get there. So I'm going to say Clippers Bucks. And uh, I hate to say this, but I think the Clippers are going to get it. Mm-hmm. And I think it, I don't think it's going to be because of Kawhi. I think it's because of the others. Shaq and all of these NBA legends always say, you know, the stars will get you there, but it's it's the others that's mm-hmm. going to get you those, get you the sips, get you the big games. Right. I think Lou Will, Pat Bev, Shaman, Trez, like these guys are all dogs. They can all drop 20. Luca can give you 35, 40 mm. if he wanted to. <laughs> uh, can, PG can give you 30. Mm-hmm. Kawhi can give you 30. So it's. Mm-hmm. And then they can lock up on the other end, too. Um, I just I just really don't want the Clippers to win, man. But my head is saying they lose. I, I think they're the best team yep. um, in the league. And I think the Nuggets could sneak in there. I think the Nuggets could sneak in there. And if the Nuggets sneak in there, I think they lose to whoever comes out of the East. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go Clippers. Mm. Go Clippers in six over uh, over the Bucks. Mm. I'm going to do hey man, I'm a, y- y- Y'all know I- I've been riding with Giannis for, for the last several years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Giannis and I love his ascension, you know, from just this skinny kid, you know, who no one knew about to this, you know, to one of the, the, the top two or three players in the league. Uh, but I just, I, again, it's outside of Giannis. I don't think they have enough. And I think they figured out a defense to sort of, you know, close him off, wall him off. In the playoffs, I, I, I mean, his shot has gotten better. Yeah, he's walking into some threes now, but it's not 
nuts. It's still not consistent enough to threaten defenses. I would still uh, play him the way that Toronto played him last year. And it wasn't everyone talking about Kawhi locked him up. It wasn't just Kawhi. They played a specific kind of defense, the same defense that Toronto played on Steph Curry, um, you know, or, or how they mixed up their defenses on Steph Curry in the finals. They went boxing one. Like, who in the NBA has ever done a boxing one yes, on, a, on a player? Yes, and what Toronto did with Giannis is they just walled him off. They created this wall, and, and you know, Giannis you know, was forced to give it up to Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe and guys who have typically you know, melted or you know, gotten little in the playoffs. So um, I, I just, yeah, I, I'd like to see the Bucks get there and win a title uh, if the Lakers don't get there, of course. Uh, but I just can't see Milwaukee coming out of the East because I just think Nick Nurse – uh, is such a good coach, um, and the Raptors have so many athletes that they're going to do some some funky stuff defensively and just rattle, you know, rattle Giannis. Uh, it's just, you know, it just is what it is, man. Some teams just have some guys' number. Mm. Man, I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna stick with one that I said during the preseason picks. I'm gonna stick with the Celtics and Clippers. I'm gonna, set, I'm gonna stick with the Clippers because the Clippers just have the roster to battle every other day. I think they can definitely do it. Um, but Brad's, I'm going to pick the Celtics because I definitely believe in Tatum and Brown. I think they're going to play well. Kemba, if that knee is okay, um, I think he will, he will be <laughs> he will be He will be fine. I think Brad Stevens will go. To, I will see Brad Stevens, Stevens coach the Celtics in the NBA Finals one day, and I think this year will be the year. Um, but, yeah, man, either the Clippers. So we all said the Clippers, either we jinx the Clippers or we're all going to be right as far as the Clippers win the title. Um, <laughs> all right, hopefully we run. Right? <laughs> Dollar Finals MVP and Bubble MVP. Oh my God! to go to the Finals. I trust LeBron and AD. I just don't trust their guards right now. I just don't. I just don't trust their guards. That's I don't speak. trust AD. <laughs> <laughs> I, really don't. I trust LeBron. You know what I'm saying like I mean with the playoff game on the line, man, and uh, t- somebody to give you, some, I mean you can you can trust LeBron James, and he's done it. I do not trust Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has never done anything of significance in the NBA playoffs. Ever. <laughs> I think you know, and and this, I mean this, with all the pressure, I mean there's there's so much pressure on Anthony. He probably has the most pressure. He and Giannis are the two players that have the most pressure on them in the league in this bubble to win the title. And I don't know that Andy Davis can step up to the plate. You know, say, I mean, LeBron's going to have to assume some of that responsibility for him. Mm. Yeah, man, it's going to be insane. I- I'm looking forward to this postseason. The fact that it's all on a neutral site is going to be fantastic. Now, the last thing is our partner shots. Any- and this is what I meant by this. Anything that y'all want to not, like, insult each other or anything like that. I'm talking about far as, like, anything y'all want to talk about like one last topic y'all want to discuss far as anything sports related, news related, entertainment related, anything going on in the community, stuff like that. Uh Nick, I'll start with you. Is there anything you want to get off your chest before we get out of here? Um yes, yeah, same dollar, like I said, MVP finals MVP. <laughs> Bubba MVP. <laughs> I thought Melo was getting it, man. Mel- yeah, Melo yo, gets final MVP, I will cry. <laughs> he would. I will cry tears of joy. <laughs> But he's gonna hit the game winner in every every series. Well, oh my! <laughs> well, he's gonna hit the game winner in the first round against the Lakers, oh, and he's gonna hit the game winner in the finals. Ryan, cut his mic. <laughs> game winner in the finals, all right? That can't happen. Move. Why ain't that? can't happen because we all have to hear it for the rest of our lives. Oh, That's you're why. damn right you will. <laughs> you're damn right because y'all been disrespecting Melo for far too long. 
Mm. All right, quit the disrespecting. Now, um, other than that, that's about all I got. You know, unless somebody want to talk about some cologne uh, connoisseur, you know. Oh, Lord. I've been on my cologne game hard, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about this Kobe pack that's coming out. Oh, yeah, that undefeated pack, August 27th. Yo, that's going to fly off the shelves if it make it to the shelf. Get your get your pup, get your plugs in order, get your phone ready and have all your all payment information in. You know, all you should be doing is hitting checkout. <laughs> hey, don't, don't send it to us late, Nick. Listen, I said it to you. But you gotta be. You send it to us, and then you know we we log on try to order something a minute later, and it's sold out. Listen, man, y'all gotta be on it, man. You know these cats got their payment information already, and then bots. You know, you, you know, Antonio know about them bots. Oh, bot, yeah, bots the way now, man. Yeah, bots the way. You, you got a bot, man. You might get a hundred of them joints, and everybody like, what happened? Mm mm mm. Yeah. So that the biohacks come out what September fourth, joint ones. They gonna fly off the shelf. Mm. I mean, they're not the prettiest looking sneaker, but it's just so different that they're going to fly off the shelf. And they're probably going to be a crazy resale on them, too. Mm-hmm. And then Shattered Backboard's coming out next year, Black Toes. There will be bloodshed if they come yeah, out with the correct leather. <laughs> <laughs> with the correct leather. If they... Uh, not these raggedy joints that came out yeah, this year. Yeah, not, not, that, not that Krispy Kreme joint they came out with. Mm-hmm. That glazed donut they came out with this past year, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I'm telling you, if they come out correct, those are gonna be instant fifteen hundred dollar resale sneakers. Mm. Jesus. Well, at least a thousand. I say a thousand. That's still a lot. Of, that's still a lot. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go ahead, Antonio. Uh, anything you like to get off just before we get out of here? Uh, I mean, we didn't really touch on uh, we didn't touch on Zion and the Pelican situation, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's right. Yeah, I kind of, kind of want to shed some light or some opinion on that. Like, I really don't know what to make of that team. Like, the whole Gentry firing, I mean, you can see that coming. Um, I don't know whether or not Gentry's a good coach or not. I just don't. I mean, he's not a player. So I just, I don't think he was the right guy for that job. Like, I would love to have seen somebody like a Monty Williams in that role, for instance, because that roster is headed, it's better than Denver's, I'm not Denver, it's better than Phoenix roster. Mm. Um, the Zion situation is so tricky, man, because he's so overweight. But, like, that's where his – right now, that's where his skill is coming from. He's throwing his body around. Like, he's banging people, dunking on them, and he has an explosion. But if he loses weight, is he still going to have that? Like, mm. is Zion going to be Zion without weight? Mm. Um, I, I just don't know, man. But outside of, outside of Zion, I like the rest of the roster, man. I think they still need a big man for sure. Um, they, they've got to get a big man because Derek Favors ain't it. Jackson Hayes is young, and I don't think he's it moving forward either. Like, I think he could be a, a solid big man, but I, he can't be who you look at as your star, as your star big guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Zoe. I like B.I. B.I. Oh, my goodness. B.I. is a monster, man. I really love where he's at it. Um, mm-hmm. I think his, develop, his player development has been through the roof, man. Um, looking forward to him getting that most improved player this year. Um, Drew Holiday, every time I watch a podcast, man, people say Drew Holiday is the most slept on player in the league. Mm. Um, I heard Dane, Dane just said it. He was like, Dane, um, he said Drew was the best defender 
that he's going against since he's been in the league. He said consistently Drew is better than Pat. He's better than Smart. He's better than any of these other guards. Um, mm. So the Pelicans have some pieces to work with, man. I just want to see how they can put it together. Um, and I, I really do. I like uh, I like Griff and, and some of the other people they have in the front office. They just have a big job ahead of them. Mm. Zion is going to be critical to their success. Um, like I said before, they need to get a big man. They need to get some bench players. I don't think they have enough off the bench, personally. Mm. Um, but if they slow that up, yeah, the Pelicans, man, they, they, they can make some noise, man. The Pelicans, the Grizzlies, they got some teams down at the bottom of the West that are just insane, man. It's crazy because if you look out east, you don't have that. You don't have those teams down at the bottom that look good. I mean, you, you can argue that Atlanta has something to work with moving forward. But for the most part, man, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do about the East, the Eastern Conference. Man. They ain't got to figure something out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they really do. They got to figure something out because it's getting ugly down there, you know, the bottom of the East. It's, yeah. it's not good to watch, man. I'm not looking forward to the Eastern Conference at all. It's not, you know, the first round. The second round will start to heat up. Yeah, the East is pretty hard to watch. And, Chris, to your point about Giannis potentially going out west, I think that would be devastating for the (laughs) (laughs) NBA. What's the reason to watch the NBA team now? I mean, you got KD and you got, you know, Jason Tatum and a couple other guys, but it's going to be really, really hard to watch the Eastern Conference. Mm. Um, I think they need to figure out how to step away from the tradition of the NBA, and I think they're gonna have to they're gonna have to figure out some way to ramp up the playoffs and how to reseed it. I, I I don't really see another way. I think you have to do the whole best sixteen thing. I know it's got travel and a lot of other things that goes behind that, but I trust Adam Silver um, as a commissioner. My, he's the best commissioner I've seen in yep. sport. Mm. So I trust that him and, and the rest of the players union and, and everyone else in the NBA. I, I, I think they'll get it. They'll figure it out. Mm. All right. Chris, anything you w- want to discuss? Yeah, man. I'm going to uh, sort of step away from basketball a little bit and just say that, you know, say how impressed I am with, oh, well, and this is about basketball on some level, but the NBA uh, and, and the Black Lives Matter movement and how they really pushed that uh, have made that front and center. Um, they've not shown any fear and uh, showing their support of the Black Lives Matter movement. They've got it, you know, printed on the court. They've got it, you know, before games, during games, after games. It's always a part of, of the NBA game, the NBA telecast. You know, whereas other leagues, you know, are, are hesitant, you know, to stand behind that movement, and it's it's a shame. You know, so I'm really really pleased with the NBA, you know, doing that, and I'm pleased with. You know the, the the progressiveness and the progressive nature of the NBA, and you know, led by Adam Silver. Um, I think he's, as Ant said, the best commissioner in all of professional sports, and he's shown an open uh, openness and a willingness, you know, to listen to its players, uh, to listen to fans, and and to listen to everyone before making a decision about things. And I think that's important moving forward. So I'm really really pleased with the league. I'm really really pleased with the players uh, coming out and 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 you know, again, really speaking their piece. Because for many years, you had these guys in positions, you know, and, and particularly at star players. And I know that we you know, we get on some star players, uh, whether current players or retired players, for not 
you know, uh, you know, standing at the forefront of social change. You know, but these players, we can't say that about them. You know, these guys have come out front and center and said, you know, what they needed to say, and it's really, you know, the, the message has hit home, you know, for a lot of people. So I'm really pleased with that, man. I, I, I can't be, you know, more impressed with how the league and its players, uh, the NBA, you know, have, have really, you know, stood behind Black Lives Matter and supported that mission and that initiative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, my parting shots will definitely be away from basketball. This is about a sport this, which is big in the fall and could be in danger of maybe we not have any at all or some people will play. And that's football in this pandemic. Now, I'm going to say this. The Big 12 and the Pac-12, yes, they did cancel their, fo- their, their football season. While the, SC- the ACC, SEC, and Big 12, they will push forward until medical experts tell them otherwise. Now, I'm trying to figure out why do we have different opinions from different medical experts that some people can play and some people cannot. And another thing, there was high school football is being played in some of these states right now. Utah kicked off this uh, Thursday night playing high school football. We have children playing high school football in this pandemic, and they played a few weeks back. So I'm trying to figure out how exactly how exactly are high school students playing football. What kind of testing do these students have? I don't. There's no way. I I don't know. Like I said, I. I'm not gonna say that every state is gonna definitely wait until spring because we—it's not a guarantee that they're gonna play in the spring. I mean, even the Big 12, Pac-12, they don't know if they're gonna play in the spring. That's why parents in the Big 12 right now are sending letters to some of these schools: Big Ten, the the Penn State, Ohio State, Iowa. They they want the Big Ten season reinstated. Justin Fields today got over got about at least 116,000 signatures of petition to reinstate the Big Ten football season. And why is he doing that? Because he knows that he's an NFL prospect and he knows this is it for him. So he doesn't want to wait until then because he can't play in the spring. He's an NFL prospect. Why would you want to go out there in the spring? You got to get ready for the NFL draft because I can tell you right now, the NFL is going to move forward with this football season. And you know, and obviously with this new saliva test thing that that's been pretty much saliva direct, I believe it's called, that was just approved by the FDA. I think that could be a game changer for us testing. Okay, like I said, the NFL is going to push through. They're going to try their best. There'll be some fans, and then there will not be fans. But this this is about a sport right now that we that could be that. I like I said, NFL is going to go forward, but I don't know if they'll finish college football. I'm not sure what's going to happen. The SEC is going to release their college football is going to release their schedule on Monday, pretty much at 7 p.m. Monday on SEC Network. It's going to be interesting what happens with football these next few months. Um, and like I said, the fact that high school students are playing football in this pandemic, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that at all. Okay. There's some states that are moving forward. North Carolina, they moved it to February. And some other states, like I said, some other states, um, like I said, they're going to move forward. Even in Florida and Texas, they're going to try to move forward. And those states in this pandemic, they're going to move forward high school football. They're worried about, I don't, pretty much, like I said, I don't get that whatsoever. But. Like I said, we're going to find out what's going to happen these next few months, these next few weeks. As far as football, because like I said, that's the biggest sport in the fall. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, if we do not have football at all, this <laughs> from at least, well, like I said, I think we'll get by as far as September and October. No football in the fall. Like I said, it, like I said people will be healthy. And I'll tell you right now, that will be huge. That will be definitely catastrophic all around financially. Especially in these schools, Wisconsin's gonna lose a hundred. They 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 estimate they're gonna lose a hundred million dollars 
and that's some of that money going to the other sports and there's gonna be you know like i said these schools jobs will be lost um other sports will be lost and that's and this is why some of this money is important and obviously these networks are going to put pressure some of these networks are going to try to put pressure on these colleges to keep going because you know that tv revenue is going to be very big it's very big for the football season the espns the abc's the fox you know fox is definitely hanging by a thread as far as the big 12 is concerned you know pac 12 and big 10 they they're gone so like i said espn abc they're praying and hoping there'll be some college football they don't want they do not want to think about alternate programming in the fall but okay that's my vent on football Go ahead, Nick. What do you? Sure, you sure you're done, Ben? I'm done. <laughs> I mean, it comes down to the almighty dollar, American greed. We got nobody to pay but forty-five. Mm. He's let this country down time and time again in his tenure as the leader of the nation. Mm. He's done nothing but lie. He's done nothing but manipulate. Oof. Fool's gold. Mm. He ain't done nothing. What he said? How long is that? All uh, that that wall he built? Three miles? Uh. <laughs> All together, Probably right? Not far. Three miles, and they had one picture where it blew over. Mm. Part of it, then mm. the wind hit it. Mm. So you know he, and now what? He's taking up box mail, getting mailboxes taken up. Mm. Come on, man. Mm. You know that's that's what a, a lot. Of, that's mm. all it boils down to. Our leadership in the country has been the worst leadership in modern history. Mm. And if you ask me, in U.S. history, but mm. definitely in modern history, he was never fit to be in office. He should have never been in office. He should be brought up on charges with Epstein. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, if he wants to smoke, you know, I'm sure he sent his goons out to me. Oh, boy. To talk. But, you know, they listening right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, but that's what it all comes down to, and that's why everybody else is scrambling. If he had just came up with a solid plan like these other countries, New Zealand has pretty much eradicated COVID. Remember, they did they they did go back on lockdown for because a few people did get COVID. Yeah, okay. But they they get but they they have controlled it. They have done an amazing yeah. job. Ain't no, and we're not even able to travel to other countries. You know, like nobody wants to see us. That, you know how embarrassing that is. That is very embarrassing. Americans just be welcome everywhere. Like, everywhere. please come, bring your money, please. Please. <laughs> now it's like no. No way. We want to kill you. Yeah. So it's, 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 you know, that's what we had as a country. And he's been failing the economy. I mean, people, it's what, 30, 40 million people out of jobs. Mm. They're still out of work. I mean, it's a mess. And mm. now, you know, it's going to take a while to clean up. What, what Obama did in eight years, he pushed us back 20. Mm. Mm. So if anybody's in disbelief of that, but make sure when you go vote, you go vote for the president, your local polls, all that. Not just the president. You gotta get the other folks out too. Do you research on candidates in the local, very local areas? Yes, That's the truth. Do what's best for your your, your area, because I mean, it's 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 it, it doesn't make any sense to be failing this country this bad. Mm. And everybody's, you know, because if Obama done it, oh man, they'd be asking for this man resignation today, yesterday, or March, April. April. <laughs> and, and there, there are some people out there uh, who are who are strongly against voting don't be that person yes please don't Don't be that person you know and and you know voting yeah is is more important now than it's ever been and if the vote really didn't matter 
Go back to 2008. Did the vote matter in 2008? Yeah. Did the vote matter in 2012? Did the vote matter in 2016 when this fool was, was voted into office? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Mm. Think about it. Mm. So, to, to hear the, the term voting doesn't matter uh, is such a slap in the face uh, to, to, to those who should vote. Mm-hmm. Which all of us, you understand? Know, the, the individuals who don't care uh, to vote uh, are the ones uh, that, that we should fear. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Antonio, I'm going to let you have the last word, then we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree with your point about football, man. It just, it just comes down to the dollar. It's, uh, it's unfortunate, man. Like, it's unfortunate to see these college, college kids, high school kids uh, being twisted either way, you know, if the proper safety protocols aren't in place. Like, it, mm-hmm. it really does so our, our country leadership and I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Okay, but I was just gonna say this: the NCAA doctors, the, the top NCAA doctors, are saying that they can't play. Now, the single conference should play, and but the conferences, other conferences, pretty much are saying there's other conferences like ACC, SEC, and Big Twelve. They're saying yes, we can, but in Pac-12 and Big Ten, their doctors say no. I would like to see exactly what the. I, I think everyone deserves to see what all this information is. Obviously, the players first, but obviously the public. Should definitely see this. Oh, boy. <laughs> but I'm just saying. They're going to make them jokers sign a waiver. That's what's going to happen. I mean, there's players that want to play, though. There are players that want I'm not going to say that. There are players that want to play, but they definitely want testing to, to go well. These Power Five conferences have to have have to have to great testing. There's just no there's just no way. Like I said, daily testing is mandatory for every sport. I think you, you can't do it two or three times a day. You have to do mandatory, mandatory testing. Okay. Simple as that, um, but yeah, but like I said, that's like I said, that's it for me for football. But um, <laughs> but we're gonna go ahead and get out of here, man. Uh, definitely want to thank Chris and Antonio for stopping by with this podcast. I know we're all looking forward to NBA playoffs. It starts tomorrow with the Jazz and Nuggets. Um, like I said, it'll end with the Clippers and, and the uh, Mavs on that Monday night. The, the Blazers and the Lakers, the, the series that we all so dearly want to see, will start Tuesday night. Um, but yes. All right, so I'm Ron. This is Nick. Thank you all for listening to Ron and Nick's Rundown. Can't wait for all of you to listen to us next time.